1: This Week in League, Magpies fans finally
2: get their wish for more white as the Tigers wave the white flag for 80 minutes on Friday night. Conrad Hurrell proves it's not just New Zealand soapy star's named Blakely Faces that he can thrust into.
1: When there's a small fire in your village, William Zillman will ride in on his trusty steed to save your
2: sinews. What the fuck? We preview all of the action for round 10 of the 2015 NRL season. All that more This Week in League...
1: Welcome to episode 188 of This Week in League, aren't
2: they? And I am a dirty, filthy sex pest, apparently. because the to whom? belted. Why are you a sex uh, pest? At because 26 like- rounds. Was going to buy a Run Team B shirt if the Tigers had a one on Friday night, and since they lost, I had to tell everyone I was a sex pest.
1: Okay, I missed. Did you have you done that? Oh, you had to do it on the show. Not yeah. on Twitter. Oh, okay.
2: That's how I had to start the show. So, true to my word, there you go. I mean, I don't know that anyone's surprised, I well, don't know that that's a revelation
1: for anyone. Pretty, pretty fucking small price to pay, really, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it really? <laughs> Got to fly. I mean, that was good. That was, you know twenty five dollars. He would have 20. had
2: to buy a, uh, a run TMB shirt, and I had to state the bleeding fucking obvious. So 20, 20, win yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I mean, is that equivalent to like thirty bucks or whatever the shirt plus shipping would be? I don't. I don't know. Drop in the ocean for an East fan. Well, what it, what it comes down to is the fact that he was supremely confident there was no chance he was going to lose, so he's
2: going to let you and off And rightfully so. I mean, I was, I was extremely unconfident of uh, of the Tigers winning, despite my fucking bravado. Despite yeah. the fact that East has lost like four games leading up to it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it really <laughs> hasn't mattered over the last several years what form East are in and what form the Tigers might be in. We get pumped. Yeah. Same, k- same
1: kind of goes for South as well, I mean, yeah. in their shit years, like before yeah. the pre-Russell Crowe. 50 sort of, yeah. on us.
2: <laughs> Get fucked.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, there'll be tweets about this later, but I mean, you know, we need to address the elephant in the room. Which one? The beard.
2: <laughs> the bald elephant in the room. The- um, yeah, just change it up. Time, you've been, You've
1: been fucking, you've been hitting there for like the last, like probably two, two or three weeks
2: before yeah, the show. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. And I was like, no, I'm attached to it. I like it. It's, it kind of gives me half a horn. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? am a big fan of myself with or without a beard. I'm going to get <laughs> half a horn looking in the mirror no matter what. And uh, Disappointing for listeners of the show, though. Oh, I mean, look. A almost universally A lion's d- not d- concerned d- with us. the opinions of sheep, Nathan. <laughs>
1: Universally denounced, though.
2: Absolutely, it wasn't one person that said it was a great idea or thought it was awesome. But um, your wife, sorry, your wife, my wife, most probably. Oh, didn't they start a little fucking club?
1: Oh, and then we got fucking Johnny, 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 Johnny Doran.
2: Doran. Oh, the timing was impeccable. He shaved his off for Johnny Doran. He's a
1: long one of the. He's one of the original dozen listeners of the show. Yeah,
2: over in England, he talks funny, but we love him. I love him like a brother. Yeah, and. Uh, and and he was like a he was like
1: a twin brother to you recently. I mean, with you know, bald head and and a beard. Yeah, but and he still
2: know. is now. That
1: was His beard is majestic though. I mean, like he had some was fucking it? What? He, he had some time in his beard. Like he had like another six months at least in his beard, maybe yeah. even more. and more
2: testosterone. I mean, just incredible. Like he just, must have balls like a couple of big hairy basketballs filled with condensed milk. Like the amount of fucking <laughs> testosterone flowing <laughs> through that man's veins.
1: He had a tremendous beard though, but it's fucking magnificent. He wanted to raise money for the um. The, the Welsh football family who um, who passed away recently. Danny Jones, yeah? Yeah. And um, he set a fucking price of £100 raised.
2: I would have thought he would have smashed that in no time at all. He should have put 500 I'm pretty sure his wife would have put 100 up straight up.
1: If he, yeah, exactly. If he had to put 500 on there, he might have done a good thing, raised twice as much money and, and kept, kept the beard. beard. Yeah. As it is, I think he did get over 200 Yeah. But he sold his beard way too cheaply.
2: Yeah. Far too cheaply. He's undervalued the beard Exactly I gave mine away for nothing
1: Exactly So um, We need to fill in Yeah Did, beard, get, a, did you?
2: get a sweet uh, Comic from Hilgenfeld though <laughs> Yeah <laughs> My I've, man I got Yeah I got no idea
1: Where I got that idea um, <sighs> <laughs> You got the reference though Did you? No that was, that, was ref, that was For referential retard right there
2: And you were asking me If I got it
1: Yeah No No Okay so you just thought It was a cool picture In front of the mirror
2: yeah, oh, you, so Sil- figured- you know Silence of the Lambs? No. Oh, for fuck's sake. Really? It's too scary. I don't watch scary movies. I okay. Fucking, let me t- let me give did, you an did, idea. Did, did, no, 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 no. Let me give you an idea. People right. say that the Blair Witch Project is, isn't a really scary movie. People weren't really... Not at all. Okay. It's trying for marketing over I quality. Tried a bit like coffee. Right. Yeah? I was like, oh, fuck, I, I, I never watch scary movies. Okay. I'm going to go to the movies and watch the Blair Witch Project with Nicklin, right? <laughs> this is my new thing. I'm going to yeah. start watching scary movies. Yeah, years cool. ago, when it, yeah. when it was in yeah. the movies, I fucking curled up into a ball on my chair in the theatre, curled up into a at, ball. At what point? The whole thing, and well, the scary bits when they were just walking around talking. The and, only freak nah, scary nah, bit. Let me finish. Cause okay, the, I haven't. The story hasn't got quite okay. as pathetic. Uh, okay, as I need it to get to before you can start hammering me yet. Did you wee yourself? No. But I legit had fucking nightmares over that movie for two months after I watched it.
1: And your nightmares went like how? You just like like lost I in the bush? I was
2: fucking living it in like vivid fucking nightmares in like a tent with kids fucking running around laughing and fucking banging on the tent and, and then. <laughs> The video camera, you know, the end where the, yeah. the person standing in the corner—that's the like,
1: only freaky bit that I found. Yeah, the bit where they tell the stories about all that sort of thing, and then the end is but a dude looking at the corner. In the dream,
2: I was the person standing in the corner, Nathan. Oh, that's right. Then you survived longer than the other ones. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Gives me a fucking heebie-jeebies now just thinking about it. And that fucking sixth sense, you know, with that little yeah. kid—that yeah, was not scary at all. What are you talking yeah. about? You know, there was a few scary bits just, in that.
1: No, no, really, it was just freaky. It was just kind of like you—you know—unsettling. I guess it wasn't scary.
2: Yeah. Good months worth of nightmares
1: over that. Fuck! We should do a thing like you know, you know, recommend a scary movie for Glenn.
2: Oh fucking please! I piss my pants every week.
1: Keep you awake on the drive home. Fucking fantastic idea! I'd never sleep again. Silence <laughs> <laughs> of the Lambs is, is a is a, it's you understand it's like a police. When thing. When I was a child, you know Silence of the Lambs is like a police thing though. You know, good it's like an FBI thing. No, not, I
2: don't know because I've never seen it. I've never taken any Just saying, it's in it not a horror movie. It scares me. me.
1: It's not a horror movie. Have you watched Seven?
2: No, really? No. When I was a child, my dad decided it was going to be a good idea to take me and my sister to see Predator when it came out. It lasted about fifteen minutes. Had to go outside of the theatre and play video games. Have for the you seen it, Have you seen footage. Predator now? No. never seen it since. Are you fucking shitting me? There was bodies hanging up and they'd been skinned. Yeah, that was enough for me. I yeah. ran out. Yeah. I could handle that now. Oh. Don't get me wrong. Fucking. <laughs>
1: I'm, for, for once in my life, I'm, I'm literally lost for words. Predator. Fucking Predator. I
2: was a, I was a young child. Seven.
1: See, oh, so what you're doing, you're robbing yourself of fucking classic
2: shit to see. Predator, though. I was a young child. I wasn't particularly smart. I remember- it's was from Ed's. I remember when I was, when I I was young. I saw some horrific things in real life in Ed's. I remember when I was young. People Went with to- no shoes on in, in shopping centres yep. and stuff. <laughs>
1: back in the day when drive-ins would, you know we were still kind of you know more than just the one of them down, down the Yalla or wherever it is now we used to go to the drive-ins and I remember that, that my, my parents took us and I think it was I think it was just me and my brother at that stage so you know we would have been I would have been grade three at the oldest so and then Dylan would have been two years behind that went to a double feature and we saw um, this, is, well, this is a fucking reference this is a movie that people won't even remember it was uh, Remo Unarmed and Dangerous was the first one Second one in the double feature, Alien.
2: Yeah, never saw at it. At fucking
1: that. that age. Young as shit. And like, I, I, honestly, I can't remember if that was... I remember, there's a couple of movies I remember at the drive-in. I remember seen that FX movie with um with Brian Brown. A couple of those, maybe I mixed around the dates, but never Alien. Alien at the fucking, Alien at a drive-in. You haven't seen Alien. You haven't seen any of the Aliens. Of course no. you haven't. Holy fuck, we need to like... We, someone needs to catalogue this stuff.
2: Oh, what shit, I haven't been, seen. Shit, Glenn hasn't
1: seen, and you can watch it in broad daylight. That's, that's all right. You don't even have to have a darkened room. You can come over here, and we'll watch a movie. Put on like fucking, fucking Predator, though. Seriously,
2: I was a young child. Man. Well,
1: I haven't seen I haven't seen fucking Rocky Four. I haven't seen Rocky Four because fucking the nuclear arms race between Russia and the United States terrified me. <laughs> <laughs> fucking! Wait, that's, that's what you sound don't,
2: like don't right now. That's what words in my mouth. That's what that, I'm just saying. Down. That's what you sound that's like. Fucking ridiculous! That, that's, how you about coming, ridiculous that's how
1: you're coming off. That's all I'm saying. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> 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 fucking proud. Oh, Jesus Christ! All right. Um, so yeah, and that is a story, and that's the reason why Glenn doesn't have a beard anymore. Um,
2: it's a fucking <laughs> massive ten minute tangent we just <laughs> went on. I <laughs> know.
1: <laughs> that's right. They love it. Um, Twitter, beer boy. Oh, I- this
2: weekend fucking not. I love scary <laughs> movies. Uh. Yeah, they're like, hips oh, hipster fucking, hipster this,
1: hipster that. Well, I could have fucking talked about craft beer, bitches, drinking a fucking craft beer out of a jar, but I didn't, did
2: I? Now I do- talked about fucking tweed jackets and smoking from a pipe also.
1: Down at the organic farmer's markets on Sunday morning, right? <laughs> Went up to the, this is the Eagle Farm races, right? This fucking the banh mi's there. Like, you know, you know, banh mi's like the Vietnamese. It's like a it's a baguette with like barbecue pork and um and various other fillings in it. It's fucking
2: d- do they sell it in eds Amazing. If they don't, well, I don't know. know. They
1: got they probably sell it in Nala because they
2: got Vietnamese down there. But um, Nala makes eds look like Beverly. Uh, sorry, Ed's makes Nala look like Beverly Hills, my friend. <laughs> so. <laughs> Got this
1: bar in and I'm like, fuck, what am I going to wash it down with? I'll just get a Coke or something like that. So it's at Eagle Farm. So I go into with the place, the only place that sells Coke is the, the race club, you know, controls it. I know And, it and, well. they, and they do some coffees and stuff And uh, under the stand. So I go up there and I and, uh, don't see much in the fridge. And I said, I just want to get a couple of Cokes. And she's like, Oh um, that will be four bucks. I say, oh, for the bottles, right? And she's going, no. If you want Coke Zero, it's $2 for a can. Plain Coke, regular Coke, four bucks. You can fucking get out It'd of here! Pay for the extra sugar. <laughs> like, you can fuck yourself, I'm not paying for even though it's only like four. I'm not fucking paying like triple what a fucking coke is worth, bitch. I'm just well, not, I would,
2: look. Not, I'm not fucking. I would have just paid it and then just walked away, appalled. But what I did,
1: I had the fucking. fucking I, 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 I had a. I walked away, appalled. No, no, I did do that. So then I was like, "Fucking, what am I going to drink now?" Because like, this
2: got like, yeah, fresh orange yeah, juice. You walked and, away, appalled, but you didn't actually pay the four dollars.
1: Yeah, I, I appalled. Yeah, I was I just appalled at the fucking the, the fucking nerve. To, to even try and charge that shit at me and then the guy doing iced teas so you get iced tea and I go fucking hell so I only had about six flavours I'm like a mojito one fucking that sounds that sounds refreshing it would go lovely with my bar and me and he's like um, look do you want a glass for three fifty, or for like four fifty, you can get it in a jar mason jar uh, yeah and with the lid on it take the jar bring it back $2 from that point on when you bring your jar back next week I don't know Fucking got the beard. Going to have my organic fucking single origin Colombian coffee later.
2: Drinking out of why a not? Jar?
1: Why not have a fucking? Why not have a, a a peppermint and fucking lime iced tea while I enjoy my bar meat at the organic farmers markets. Jesus fucking Christ! Peak hipster cuts are you fucking ass out from
2: hipster overload. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If only I could have had a fucking craft beer to wash it down at the end of the night. I just wouldn't amazing.
2: Then I went home and took an organic shit.
1: <laughs> well, I just fucking just, just shit out just just pure fucking pure fucking quinoa
2: <laughs> and pissed flaxseed. That's how much of a fucking hipster I am. <laughs> so. Uh. Have we spoken one <laughs> word about rugby league? <laughs> we're, uh, what? Thirteen minutes. Uh, in?
1: No, but that's that's, that's why they that's love. That's why, that's, why, that's why they love the show. Uh, Beerboy one eight two said, uh, "When Backstreet Boys are getting behind their own run, whatever t-shirts, more than West fans." Yeah. And you saw the picture come through with the run uh, Look, BSB. The, the Backstreet
2: Boys are a global phenomenon. I mean, the West Tigers, but a small fledgling rugby league club from the western suburbs, little Aussie <laughs> battlers trying to make their way in a tough ass world. Like the like the, the
1: Bardot of ads, if you will.
2: Scandalous of Minto.
1: <laughs> scandal scandal <laughs> Apostrophes. <laughs> oh
2: fucking Bardo with it. Love it. At the Could surf. you imagine what were Bardo? What were they? A- Australian fucking B- do like, do Pop Star pop Australian star. Pop Star Yeah. Imagine here. Pop Star Campbelltown. A C D C like. <laughs> Bunch of girls rocking out and their bras fit equally as well front, front ways or back ways.
1: Get to the end of the series and they can't go on tour because half of them are pregnant.
2: <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm almost ready to go on stage. I'm just waiting for someone to finish bedazzling my tracksuit pants.
1: <laughs> Certified Pete. Yeah, their first album's called, oh, fucking these kids need a dad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> where my baby daddy
1: <laughs> certified pete said uh never fear guys abc media watch just slammed the unhygienic beard story from last week and so, should they, totally should. so, and so, and so they should i mean i knew from the outset that it was absolutely a beat up and uh, as it turned out and um
2: look it, everyone was like oh your beard's got poo in it well the amount of assholes my face has been around i mean really well, i'm not that concerned I
1: mean if these assholes are airborne, I mean, you know, what what are you gonna do? Yeah. My beard's in it, great. your face is in it, mate. Yeah. It's touching your skin. Beard's protecting me from you fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it went on to say, like, oh, Glenn shaved his off, so you know. Too late. And Mutt replies that Who's Glenn? Yeah. <laughs> Hash no beard, no care. <clears throat> Mitch, the geo. What does that even mean? A geologist? I don't, I don't know. Well, he Sorry. was in. He was in the. He was. He was. He was doing the uh, the time thing with um, my old mate Shane, who's uh, you
2: know the in, comms, in comms. In Oh, he, is some he from the Hunter Valley? Didn't he do it at Newcastle? Yeah. Maybe he's a geologist. Maybe. Probably a fucking unemployed one at the moment, but. <laughs> Anthony
1: Watt's update. You, oh. you remember a couple of weeks ago we mentioned he was going down to Newcastle Com with the intention of breaking into the NRL. Cockbiter scored a soft try with his first touch. <laughs> Much like Lottie Takiri in his first return game. Second touch, knee clash went off. Hash no closer to NRL. Hash cock muncher. Keep sometimes, those updates coming if he's not out for karma a season.
2: works in beautiful
1: ways. does. Andy underscore Siegs? Bearded Glenn was a role model. An icon, if you will. Beardless Glenn is J-A-F-T. Just another fucking tiger. This week in betrayal.
2: <laughs> Fuck me, Dad. You succeed at nothing in life. You can't even succeed at being the biggest fuck in your family.
1: <laughs> Ives81. A serious tweet is, New TV deal must include expansion. Two new teams means extra Saturday game they want. A Perth team means an extra time slot. Extra time slot. Win-win. Amen. I agree. 100%. As long as i not a Central Coast.
2: Dashing Dan one. As long as I get a team 90 seconds from my house.
1: <laughs> yeah. And oh, I don't care where I don't care where the team is a Brisbane team would be nice um, as long as it's not Central Coast I'm happy to go anywhere. Dashing Dan one did those two inbreds from this week in league imply that uh, the Scarecrow 23 and I have sex with each other? Hash not. There's anything wrong with that. Look, I honestly don't remember, but probably. Yeah, I, no, I certainly uh, did. It sounds I like I started it. You ran with it. it. It sounds like something that we'd say. Absolutely. Even though because I can't we, actually remember it because we sprout real talk. <laughs> exactly. I remember like a lot of wingman talk. Sorry? I remember a lot of Wingman talk about I remember a lot of crow. talk
2: about how, you know, there's some illegitimate children running around that look remarkably like the Scarecrow yeah. um, and call Berto Daddy. I, yep. I mean, I'm just joining the dots here.
1: Look, well, I, don't, I don't know why you're bringing science into this, but... <laughs> <laughs> Benny27. Another serious tweet, which is fantastic, to start the show off on a serious note.
2: As we always do. <laughs> exactly.
1: Especially tonight. Will Slater or Stewart reach Irvine's try-scoring record? If not them, who? Tedesco. Yeah, how many tries is he on at the
2: moment? Oh, a thousand. It yeah, feels yeah. like it. He scores five a game.
1: How many seasons is he going to lose through fucking biscuit knees?
2: Probably ten. And so, he'll still get there.
1: So he'll get about 120 tries when it's all said and done.
2: <laughs> Interesting stats. Someone said um, Slater's about 40 off. But how yeah, many he's years has Slater for, got left yeah,
1: in three? Yeah, Slater's around 170, so he's got to get he's got to get to two hundred thirteen, isn't it? So yeah. He's, That's he could do it. He doesn't score at that rate anymore though, either. Mm. Sometimes like he'll have some good runs, but his rate has dropped massively. Well, Would he get ten a year now, do you think?
2: Wow, well, yeah. Thirteen
1: ish, you know, like not like good, you know, obviously, you know, potent attacking weapon, but um this but he, year, I mean
2: this he hadn't scored in eight weeks. Yeah, yeah. He's sco- un- until the weekend. Yeah, so. that's right. So he's slowing he down. You can't have that sort of drought.
1: Yep. Stuart, I think Stuart would have pissed it in if he didn't lose two years. You know, through mm. injury and in the court thing.
2: How he- far off is he now?
1: 151 as of the weekend. Yeah. At the rate he's scoring, I mean, considering he scores every...
2: You, what, average you probably add 15 a year maybe?
1: Yeah, you'd say 15 a year. I mean, so him so two 30. years, that puts him on 180 and that's like, you know, that gets him over the top of Beave. And, um and you know, so then he's really chasing at that point. mm so, but I, I honestly, well, I don't think it's going to get for
2: You'd give him 12 just for the games they play at home.
1: Exactly. That's that's like a, that's pretty <laughs> much an automatic 12. Yeah. And then, you know, he only has to score you know every other game you know, yeah. away, away from home. And you're sort of yeah. sitting on 18 for a season. So, How
2: many seasons, what do you reckon, he's got two years left in him?
1: He's got another two on his contract. So. Yeah, that's, and I'd say that would be the end of it. I th- I would hope for his sake... That he would go over and just carve up England for a while too, just make some fucking easy and money he because he would carve those fucks. And he could he could play. You know, th- I look I mean, how Matt
2: Bowen's going over there? Or
1: well, Matt Bowen? He could. He could. Matt Bowen. Uh, Matt Bowen. Well, he remember he, they were saying like he was really fucking shit house when he first went over there, but I think was it pulled, taxi for Bowen or taxi for Seward? I think he's. I think he's turned it around a bit. He though. certainly has. Yeah, yeah and, and absolutely. Well, look, put it this way: you want to talk about the quality of the English competition? Luke Dawn is like a fucking god of ESL. <laughs> that's that's all. That's the only evidence you need. Luke Dawn is like the fucking Mal Meninga,
2: the next Pat Richards,
1: if they had immortals over there, I mean they don't because they're not good enough at rugby league, but if they did, Luke Dawn would probably be like the, he's like the fucking you know Daly messenger reg Gaznier, fucking Bob Fulton of England,
2: Jesus fucking crossed it's a big rap,
1: and over here he was just like fucking
2: the Luke Dawn of australia, <laughs> australia. <laughs> the, the
1: the 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 Scott Minto of halves um. <laughs> If anyone has any idea on who's going to break the tri-scoring record, I saw Ben Zed came in with Alex Johnson, and I mean, very fucking early. I mean, he had a spectacular rookie season of, of tri-scoring stuff. I mean, he's not really continuing at that rate as the, you know, he goes as the team goes. Um, he need, you know, you, at this, in, in this day and age, you need to have that kind of spectacular rookie season just to get yourself off on the right start. And you need to kind of continue... You know, that's 70% of that clip for the rest of your career to kind of get there. Um, ben Dunn, 43. If I buy This Week in League membership, do I get a free jersey? <sighs> Shit twin. <laughs> fucking eighth. Other one's, got a, other one's got a jersey coming. It's all in there. It's, all it's
2: like he's the deformed twin that fucking got stumps for hands and, and can't put them into his pockets. He's Danny DeVito. He is. It's it's absolutely, absolutely fucking accurate and correct. I've never seen that movie, but I get the I get the analogy.
1: You're just being funny now, right? You've never seen Twins. No. Oh, for fuck's sake. This is fucking become an epidemic.
2: Right. <laughs> I can't speak. <laughs> it's probably another fucking podcast in the making, quite frankly. Oh, fucking, we need
1: to do this. We need to do this. Dashing down one, Finally, starting my charge the this weekend league, tipping up 28 places this weekend. It was a good round of tipping for everyone to remember to put their tips in. That rep round really fucked me because I didn't... <laughs> I didn't set my supercoach side either. I had about six fucking duck eggs in there. <laughs> no tips. <laughs> Fuck. Bad week to fucking forget your tips too because, uh, you know, when everyone else is getting close to perfect rounds, you've just gone blind with fucking six points right up. Fishpot13 said, I seem to have found the Twill mission statement image attached, stating... We can only literally be friends if you're a bit of a cunt. Not a full-blown cunt, because that's no fun. And if you're not a cunt at all, that won't work either. A halfway cunt. They're my kind of people.
2: Hey, Amen. Paraman Mark 2. got to have it in your game. Exactly. As far as I'm concerned.
1: It's in the game. Paraman Mark 2. Sponsor CEO. Fuck Para. I want my Twill Nation jersey and members pack ASAP so I can have fun with League again as a neutral fan at Titans games. Shit fan. Took him, took him less than half a season. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the premiership three rounds in. Shit fan. Drew underscore Nathan 5. Just bought my This Week in League jersey. I hope 100% of profits go to research to help stop the Tigers decline. Hashtags in decline. Not really, but 100% of the profits do go into Bourbon, which stops Glenn remembering (laughs) about the Tigers in decline. (laughs) And that's kind of the same thing. If you don't realise it's happening, it's not happening. So, uh, Unky D... No Saguna story lately. Proves they're real. If he made them up, he'd keep sending them. We've heard everything he has worth hearing.
2: I think he's been smashed down and he's too scared to send a story in because everyone's <laughs> going to tell him he's a fucking liar anyway, even if it is legitimately true.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the story, The stories have dried up massively, though.
2: Yeah, well, he's not a very interesting person. Well, since he's, he's, since every, every significant thing that's ever happened in his life made up the first three stories, and now he's fucking, the wells <laughs> run dry.
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, well, now he's married and, you know, back from his honeymoon and everything like that.
2: Yeah, that's a I'd fucking imagine, Saguna story I, in itself. I
1: imagine, I'd imagine that his wife, I'd imagine his wife doesn't let him go out and have threesomes with Wade McKinnon anymore.
2: Or maybe she's very liberal. Maybe. Um, but that's a Saguna story in itself, the fact that he found someone to marry him. Yeah, Imagine the text messages to, to, Like he would send to his wife The fucking emojis She'd be like Just fucking put some text in there mate I'm still to marry A married <laughs> fucking 12 year old girl
1: <laughs> Bernard JKD There are great NRL imports To the Super League Average imports And then there's Jacob Miller What is he even doing employed here? Remember back a couple of seasons Rewind the, this show Jacob Miller You used to speak of him The way you speak of Brooks now
2: I did well, I had big hopes for Jacob Miller and he just could never he could he could never get past the, the Robbie and Benji. Like it was just never gonna never gonna fucking happen. Sounds like
1: though that even with that impediment removed
2: it he can't that, play football very it wasn't well. That great. Um I think Sheenzy nullified him too. I just yeah. don't think he um Maybe Sheenzy fucking saw the writing on the wall and fucking shafted him.
1: Because <laughs> you know, is a great, great, great judge of footballing ability. Well, no, that's the saddest
2: thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, a dog even signs on... Yeah. Now, What did I say? The dog even shines on a son's ass. I can't see. I don't watch movies. I can't get fucking sayings right. Didn't
1: have your McDonald's coffee. No, I did. You did? Double shot. A double shot of battery acid.
2: Yeah.
1: Fuck, you may as well okay. go have bath salts. Mupp. Um, it's brought, brought to light this uh, new William Zillman website, williamzillman.com.au. And my God, I just want to give you... guys. He's got some inspiration and links to inspirational shit, and I just want to... I'll read a passage for you. And, and, and it's, just, it's about him. It's like, you know, the story so far or something like that. Like all affairs of the heart, it remains difficult to explain how horses affect me. What? I'll continue. <laughs> Pause for a dramatic effect to make him sound like Monaghan. It means little to me to see them running the Melbourne Cup. Likewise, the rigours of polo or the discipline of equestrian sports. But I've lost count of the number of times I've felt a cold rush in the presence of a wild, untrained horse. And in that moment, I've known what we all hope to know, that there is a purpose worthy of my life, where time stands still and you just know even though you may not understand it, that horses will forever define you in one way or another. So on January 19th, 2015, I took delivery of a beautiful gelding. Wild, untrained and full of possibility.
2: And accorded Kevin Gordon. <laughs> Unsoiled by anything. Full
1: only of the loose strictures of nature. His name is Timber. T-I-M-B-A. Over the next few months, I'll be adding content to this site as Timber and I progress. Providing a glimpse into this into a crazy business idea I've had that just might have legs. <laughs> <laughs> now look, dude, so, I, I, so I, Cooper Cronk's had his, you know, his, his fire in his yeah. village and your hay and sinews synchronising whatever. I
2: just, I, I don't know what to say.
1: William. Maybe. Maybe he's going to write, you know, once he breaks timber. Or, you won't break him, because how could you break a magnificent animal? He wants to fucking, like, bond with him and become one horse and rider, you know, fusing into one. Then he might ride down to the fish and chip shop near Cooper Cronk's place and get the best hot chips he ever had. I, maybe go watch Cooper Cronk trying to bang him over while he eats his hot chips <laughs> down at local park.
2: Maybe Timber will, um... <laughs> look, maybe... Maybe Timber can do us all a favour and fucking just fucking axe kick him in fucking <laughs> rear up <laughs> and throw William Zilman <laughs> and have him land on his fucking head and wake up to himself and look at this website and go, the fuck was I thinking?
1: Look, I love I, lo- I love it when footballers step outside the outside the football thing and like this is magnificent. You know, just as, as it's as magnificent as Kevin Gordon's fucking you know MC Kilogram you know rap oh. career. I mean, that's, that shit was sensational. And, you know, there's numerous other examples. But uh, kudos to you for putting, you out there, putting yourself out there, William Zilman. You're certainly showing a side that I had no idea existed. Or maybe wanted. <laughs> now, Timmy. Timmy McIntyre. DM'd us just prior to the start of the show tonight and said, um, just wanted to give us an update on the on the, the comedy uh, at Para at Crown Hotel on 7pm uh, Monday night. Just,
2: can we just hit pause on the Timmy McIntyre thing? I'm just on the contact page for William Zillman. Yes. Due to the volume of inquiries received, it may not always be possible to answer all mail personally. We think if you're understanding... I want a number. I want a number of how many fucking emails William Zillman's getting via his website.
1: Well, I signed him up to fucking... Unless
2: fucking Timber's just tapping away like a keyboard warrior. He's a fucking gelding, so there's one thing he's not doing with his time. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: Jesus fucking crossed. Send him an email, Glenn.
2: I'm going to ask him
1: what the fuck's going on. What, what is with that website? Anyway,
2: Timmy McIntyre. So
1: Timmy, he uh, he, he, he gave us a, uh, a bit of an update on his uh, his comedy thing, um, the open mic night down at the Crown Hotel at Parramatta on 7 p.m. on Monday night. No Twill Nation showed up. Uh, he said he did good. He's got a lot to work on, and he won the word challenge. So I believe there's I, a, the, word I, I believe there's a theme of the night or something, and then you know you have to sort of. I guess structure your sum or you know something around your act around the word, and um, he won that sex pest, so that's good. I can't remember what the, was word, the word was. I, I, no, no, it wasn't. I saw it on the Facebook page for the, the event, but I forget what it is now. But he'll be back there next Monday night. And look, I understand that Penrith and Manly fans don't want to be there because it's Monday night football and they're playing, however, like other people should go there and, and, and hook a brother up because we're like a family and we support that each
2: other. That is true. I mean, if I was living anywhere near there. If I was in Sydney, if I was in Sydney. You I would you'd go. go. Yeah. I would go. I don't even like Tim. I think <laughs> Tim's a fucking deplorable human being, but I would still go because he's a member of <laughs> Nation. Harsh. And um, yes, I may heckle him yeah. mercilessly because I am the funnier of the two, and he thinks he's a comedian. So you I could go. You comedian. could go, and you could get up there. I could. And, and get a double act. I'd carve up like William Zillman does on his website with timber. Yeah. I'd ride in there like <laughs> Zilly on I'd timber got, I'd, hit
1: the sta- I'd hit the stage with printouts from William Zuin's website oh, That's fucking
2: that's, that, there you go it's just, it's just hand the man his trophy <laughs> exactly there's a word Mike Knight done dusted Nathan Gearless. exactly thank you for coming Facebook
1: had a couple of, t- a couple of tweets or well, a couple of messages on Facebook uh, from uh, Lando's better half and uh,
2: um, did we read the one or are you going to read the one
1: about the reply to the podcast one, this is this is to reply to last week's podcast when we talked about. We must have made some allusion to you know her being under him or something, yep. you know. Yep. So she's okay. replied. We're getting to it. Yeah, yeah, she, she's replied. So, well, in reply to podcast, I'm not sure what it's like being on his bottom, but I know what it's like being on his front bottom when it's angry. It's fucking great! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! <laughs>
2: Wow, he really is the
1: Aussiest man ever. <laughs> he's he one of the Aussiest wives ever, wives ever too. I would say. Oh
2: yeah, she tweeted us after. He bangs the, like a blue catalog yeah.
1: up, doesn't right? <laughs> she? She 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 missed it just after the, after the game, after the uh, the dragons went down, and you know what that meant for the lucky undies. She said, "Oh, funny, Lando actually put the lucky undies in the laundry pile. I didn't have to go searching for them. I think he's broken." To which I replied, fuck, settle down, son. I mean, you know, think of last year. I mean, you had a pretty good run." Yeah, you can't be too disappointed with one loss. Yeah. had a, another message sent through from someone unnamed, and I'm really glad when I took the screenshot to put in the notes I didn't actually put their name in there because I might have accidentally said it. But he uh, said, I was talking to a friend last week who has inside knowledge of the Raiders, and I always ask how it's going down there. He said a lot of the players want out. One of the reasons was the training load he puts on them. Come day- game day, they feel fucked. He doesn't allow them time to freshen up for the game. It's not exciting, gossip. but don't use my name if you discuss it, please.
2: Doesn't seem to be effective at the moment. Geez, it's playing so I mean,
1: you know, maybe, maybe it's the it's the workload these bitches need. Get them primed.
2: What's, what's
1: Ricky Stewart's website?
2: Is he got a horse? What's oh. its name? These are the questions we need asked.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. He seems like a guy would have a horse. Might fucking beat it though. Sorry. Probably beat it.
2: He'd be heavy, heavy on the whip. He would be heavy on the whip. It'd, it'd have to be a fucking sprinter. Yeah. He'd flog the pissy out of it over a distance. Yeah, I don't know what he Soon calls it. it's out of the box, it's like, Stuart, well, why Why would Ricky be the jockey, really? He would he well, has got a, horse, he's, it have to be, he's got to be in control of everything. It's his the horse, I mean, he's got to bomb, he's got to, he's got to it. bomb the horse. He's got to bomb the
1: horse. I mean, you're not saying it's like a racehorse, are you actually saying is it? You're saying yeah, it's like, yeah no. I'm saying
2: if it was a racehorse, would Ricky, he's probably a little bit too solid to be a jockey. Yeah. Why are we talking about this?
1: Oh, fucking, I fucking, I have no idea. You went there It's fucking William Zillman You went there Exactly He's he's
2: put this whole new Fucking flavour on the show Where people are overthinking Everything and trying to use Big words fucking hex
1: on us That's what he's done Get out of my (sighs) head William Zillman Fuck's sake Um, Membership's Very close to another sell out There's only There's less than Less than five left I believe at this stage So Get in while the getting's good Shall not be reopened again Run TMB's Progress from last week Four to go Look Four to well, go. Let
2: me just let me just touch on that. I, I went pretty hard last week, the end of last week to really try and push it over the line and I you thought did. you know what will you know what'll get us there? A glorious victory victory from the West Tigers. And you're like, I'm at is- yeah, the Broncos game.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be at the Broncos game, so so can you please send some, you know, run TNB stuff out there? And I was like, Yep, yeah, the great idea because I think we can get it, it over the line. It wasn't
2: here. it wasn't my finest exchange on the text message, I have to say allow
1: me to let me, let's see what you said I forget the exact wording let me just oh, like, let me crack out my phone it's pretty ordinary it was yeah it was hilarious though I think I showed my wife and she uh, she thought oh Glenn he's not coming over here again
2: alright cleans what he's never coming here again
1: <laughs> <laughs> look cunt you've cunted me like a cunt so many times now is the time to uncunt some of the cuntiness given I won't be able to watch the game live and given you don't give a fuck about the Broncos can you push the fuck out of Run TMB along with some non- non-cuntish pro-tigers tweets from the Twill account tonight I'm only asking you for, for you to not be a cunt this one time, so don't be a cunt, you cunt. It's <laughs> beautiful.
2: It's Shakespearean. Oh,
1: it's it just fucking hilarious. And, then, anyway, and, I was, and I had every intention of doing that, but then... So, uh, but then
2: the game started. The game, and all too soon, it was it was quite evident that uh, we weren't going to be selling any t-shirts. And
1: so it got to the point where I was like... <laughs> I sent you a text and said, look, tonight is not the night to sell t-shirts. <laughs> And then you replied, The universe hates me, I'm going to kill myself. And then I replied, Don't look at the score. I'll let you know if you want to watch it. At this stage you do not you know, I know the fucking score can't. <laughs> Our text messages. If we fucking started like a just a blog or something and just pasted oh. text messages in, that's just a whole other comedy routine on the Until the, you we know. get arrested. Yeah. And sued because For you know. <laughs> um Jerseys. Look, we said they were were going to end at the end of Monday Night Football. We didn't really say that. We didn't really do it on the night and really push it. So just to give people who may have wanted one a final, 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 final chance, this will go up midnight Tuesday-ish. It'll be spruiked online about 9am Tuesday-ish. You listen to this now. You've got until lunchtime. Let's just say we'll cut it off at midday. Last possible ones. Uh, None of the kids' ones are taken up anyway, so, you know, fucking tremendous idea on our behalf that was. However... If you do want one, and you haven't actually like organized something through us, get on there and do it. Uh, it is the last chance. And yeah, we have the kid ones too, they're 60, so get in there If while they get into good. News. first story massive story in the in the world of rugby League this week Knights prop Corbin Sims will receive a warning letter from the NRL for playfully pinching the penis of former teammate Willie Mason but Newcastle chief executive Matt Yidley said Sims would not be sanctioned for
2: his hands on role not <laughs> like scandal. this was an episode of Sesame Street playfully pinching the penis Today's show is brought to you by the letter P <laughs> yeah he won't be sanctioned for his hands-on role
1: in the Willygate scandal. Television cameras captured footage of Sims reaching forward to briefly squeeze Mason's genitals in the 66th minute of Newcastle's thirty ten 10 loss to Manly at Brookvale Oval on Sunday. Mason, who was preparing to play the ball at the time, did not react, but said after the game he was not offended and thought it was hilarious. Still frame images and video replays of the incident were posted on social media shortly afterwards and quickly went viral, and has since attracted international coverage through mainstream news outlets. The NRL match review committee did not issue a contrary conduct charge against Sims on Monday, but he will be issued with a warning letter because the NRL deemed the incident a concerning act.
2: Willie said it was just two ex-teammates getting reacquainted. (laughs) That kind of
1: grab-ass went on in the fucking dressing rooms at the nights.
2: Look, I only see you once a week. Yeah. You don't walk up and decide to grab me on, on the dick. No. No. And um, <laughs> thankfully, you don't try and do that to me because you'd be there Well, while. It's like, what, is, what, uh, where, what? The time it takes to set up some microscope and everything, <laughs> you know, It's just <laughs> fucking painful. Why is there a bottle cap in your pants? I don't, I don't understand. Um, look, I don't think there was much in it. I just. There wasn't oh, much in it, but still, dude, it's like. You just got to wonder. I don't have any desire. I don't have any desire, and I wouldn't say I was a prude. I wouldn't yep. say that I was uh, that I've lived a sheltered life. Uh, you played team sports in the past? I have. Yeah. I look. I've got absolutely no desire to grab another bloke on the cock. Yep.
1: It's just like you know what a double standard. I mean, I'm sure Blake Ferguson just playfully fucking picked up that woman like a bowling ball.
2: Charges kicked out of the game. All that. Where's shit. Corbin Sims? Where's the, where's the crackdown on Corbin Sims' behaviour? Exactly. You know. You can't pick guys up like fucking spatulas. <laughs> <laughs> can't pick him up like Thor's hammer. Ah,
1: <laughs> <sighs> oh,
2: oh, Willie.
1: <laughs> For something happened to Willie Mason, something hilarious happened around Willie Mason that he didn't actually do. Yeah. I think that may be the first he's time. He's a
2: gift that keeps on giving. He is, he
1: is. It's good to have him at Manly, especially now he's coming off the bench and playing a bit of footy. All right. <laughs> Conrad Hurrell has had two previous warnings from the NRL over his knee-lifting action, and that was before Saturday night, the shocking incident that left Anthony Tupou with a quadruple jaw fracture. Did you see the x-rays today? they put the x-rays up No. Pretty fucked up. Um, As debate rages as to why Hurrell wasn't immediately sent from the field, the NRL has actually issued two separate concerning act notices, and that's the concerning act notice I mentioned previously with Corbin Sims for grabbing doodles, relating to knee-lifting incidents. He's now facing a four-match ban if he fights the Grade 3 dangerous contact charge at the judiciary, or he can escape with a three-game suspension if he pleads guilty. And this is not the first time his running action has come under the scrutiny of the NRL's Match Review Committee. In Round 1, he was issued with a concerning act notice after a knee-lifting incident against Newcastle, which came after he was first warned over another incident in Round 20 last year against Manly. It's unlikely Tupai will play again this season after undergoing a delicate undergoing a delicate four-hour surgery to have four metal plates inserted in his jaw, Buck. as well as wiring and screws to build the fra- to hold the fractured bones in place. Um, Matt Greg McCallum, the former NRL match review committee chairman, uh, he's also who will obviously also a referee said he would have sent Harrell straight from the field. If I had a good view of it, yes, I'm strongly in favour of send-offs. There's not been a send-off in the NRL since 2013 in round 24 when Cade Snowden was sent off. Um,
2: so, you know what I think is going to happen? I Look, I think Conrad definitely has a case to answer. And I think if, it's, if he's been warned about it twice in the past and now he's severely injured another player mm. with exactly the same action and ended his season. Yeah. And, you know, it, it remains to be seen how Tupou comes back from it psychologically because that... Yeah fucking every time he goes in for a leg tackle now yeah. is going to be a psychological battle for him um, you know what I can see happening in a few weeks is um, a rash of send offs yeah. just typical NRL knee jerk reaction referees are going to be, feel like they're under the pump under pressure oh fuck we haven't used the send off in a while yeah, everyone's talking about send offs oh fuck we better give them one boom and then five referees think of it and then they're under the pump for sending too many players off and the and the send offs aren't actually really bad some. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, like the Peachy one on Friday night, that's a fucking send off. And the, yeah, as far the, as I'm concerned,
1: but that Peachy one too, it wasn't a it wasn't a world a world away from fucking the T Rex one a couple of years ago, where you got seven weeks, and Peachy's looking at getting three, two to three weeks. He's, he's probably
2: got a better record than T-Rex had
1: yeah but I mean T-Rex is not known as a guy like he's not like a high tackle guy or you know like he, it's not like he's he, he'd have a you know a million fucking carryovers for things true um, and who was the other one there was one last year that was like a similar sort was like Pritchard or someone or yeah I, Pritchard's got a uh, yeah, but, uh, history he's, he's a different yeah um, well no that no, was someone that was a fucking yields player who was the yields player that went as early this season don't remember who it was was that one on Matt Ball where he
2: flipped over and landed you know landed straight in his head can't remember. Yeah, can't remember. Um, I I fear that's what's going to happen. There's a lot of media coverage about send offs at the moment. A lot of people talking about it, and the, the typical knee jerk reaction will be that a ref, one referee, will do it, and the others will go fuck. We better we better follow suit here. So the next thing that looks bad, it, whether it is or isn't bad, the the next thing yeah. that's fairly graphic on the field, at least in the referees' eyes, um, to put it into context, Mitchell Moses' tackle in round one. Yeah. You would have given that. On really. Um If that happens in three weeks' time... He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Straight yeah. away. Without question. If the peachy thing happens again, he'll be sent from the field. Yeah. It's, that's how the NRL works. I don't agree with it. I don't think it's right. Yeah. And I think if a send-off offence is a send-off offence regardless. And, and you can't tell me that there hasn't been any send-off offences for fucking a season and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um. They've got to use their better judgment on the field and they've got to have the confidence to make those calls. Um, And again, a referee's press conference isn't the worst idea in the world. So if you make a decision on the field to send a player off and you can get out there immediately after the game and justify your actions...
1: They will quiet a lot of people down, especially when they... I think so. There's situations where people have gone crazy on the ref's fault and then they're actually... What's come out is that they don't know what the rule is and referee
2: acted, you know, perfectly. That's right. And you know what? If a referee comes out and says, here's how I saw it, mm-hmm. and I'm a fucking human being on a field, and I've got to make a decision. And they're controlling
1: or, a game as well and watching things on a screen yeah. on a field, you know, there's not like, you know, on an TV, fucking, you know, with the ability. They
2: had enough looks at that peachy tackle. Yeah, it's I, I think I don't think many people would have really, if he had been sent from the field, and I'm not one of the people that subscribes that he should have got seven or eight weeks. Um, and, and it all comes down to his prior record and, and all the rest of it as to the lenient ruling, but, or uh, potential su- suspension rather. Um, I don't know that there would have been that many people blowing up if he hadn't been sent from the field. Yeah. The play was dead.
1: Yeah.
2: He's picked a bloke up. And it it's probably it, it was the... Was Adam Blair
1: though it, too? Like, it's so, it's you know, probably it's, the, the most
2: vertical fucking... Spear of a player that, in yeah. in a fair while, yeah. So, yeah, I I don't know that referees really would have had a great deal of 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 backlash it's, on that particular. Yeah, one. It's
1: funny watching that Harrell one like from a couple of angles. I was like, oh, there's not really a lot in in that when you see that that angle where he's coming towards the camera, and then Tupo's coming in from the right of the camera they go, oh, yeah, he definitely, he, he got him, but, you know, it doesn't look too bad. But then you see that one that's, like, side on looking at... And he's bracing. Looking okay. from behind two posts, he comes in, and, like, and he's running from right to left. Then you see that one, you go, oh, fuck, yeah, that his knee looked, that did look pretty fucking high. Mm. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one that really uh, has fucked him, I think. But having said that, I don't think he was doing anything, like, you know, raising his knee to protect himself either. I think it was actually, like, massive stride to get his, you know, like, to, you know, to... Bust through lines and that sort of thing. Mm. Like, I don't think he's doing it to like you know oh players coming in.
2: So I'm going to fucking. Don't know, think he's a dirty player, but yeah. sometimes you do things, um, y- you know, in a reactionary sense that can yeah. lead to people getting fucking hurt. Oh, yeah. you know, some players have a tendency to lift the forearm. Some players have a tendency to lift the knee. Um, it's it's sometimes it's it's a physical thing, uh, which which really does count against them, I guess. Yeah. Craig Smith was a classic example I think yeah. Chapo brought that up today yeah um, I don't think Harrell's looking yeah. at that but I mean I'd say, no, say he'll cut he, out of his game pretty damn quickly well you'd hope so and I think Craig Smith it was a, I think that was a, a physical thing he was an aggressive guy and he yep. you know and, and he was, wasn't the was biggest a, prop forward in the world and it was the way he
1: ran I mean there was just, he was habitual mm. with it you know it was, just, it was just how he did things and then eventually one at one stage they decided they had a problem with it and you know once he's been doing it for fucking you know a decade yeah, forget about yeah. You know, try and change that. Um, next story. Uh, this is another story that just emerged this week, early this week. Uh, it revolves around a mid-season release for Michael Gordon from the Sharks to head over to Parramatta. The Eels claim they had official permission to negotiate with the former New South Wales Origin player, and he was all but signed at Pertek Stadium for the rest of this year, plus a further season in 2016. Shane Flanagan, the Sharks coach, fired back, claiming a release was never, ever agreed upon. Parramatta can say what they like, but there was never approved from this side, Flanagan said. Eels CEO Scott Seward countered, we're pretty sure we had him. A similar drama has occurred involving Sharks former Sam Tagatizi. Uh, it's understood he sought a mid-season release, possibly to join the Roosters. Uh, ultimately, the Sharks denied Gordon and Taggettese early releases. Cronulla said they never offered Gordon to a rival club, claiming it was Parramatta who came to them seeking players. Yields officials were adamant the Gordon deal was just about complete before Sharks CEO Lyle Gorman torpedoed any chance for a mid-season shift. <laughs> Um, Flanagan said I guarantee there was never ever a release approved we have a committee here and a CEO and the CEO was away when Parrot approached last week I said I would take it to them and they knocked it back straight away it was never approved by me that's not my job Parramatta can say what they'd like but it was never approved from this side Parramatta will probably play hardball and say the offer for Michael next season will now be pulled but that's not my problem I'd like to know where Parramatta get the information from we aren't releasing players mid-season uh, Michael Gordon Michael Gordon a
2: few years ago when he was at Penrith, and
1: yeah. Is Michael Gordon today better than, say, you know, Reece Robinson?
2: No.
1: I think he probably is. Really? Yeah, I think Robinson's fucking useless. He looked good in the first couple of weeks, but he's done nothing since. I've seen Eels fans turn on him, and that's a real good fucking barometer of how, you know, because you always watch your own team's games a lot closer than than, than other teams, generally mm. speaking. And when you see fans start to say, oh, he's shit, you know, you know, I've seen them saying, hey, Gordon would be great. Romans and shit and when I start doing that obviously it's frustrations because they're losing all the time now but
2: yeah. yeah I don't know Michael Gordon doesn't doesn't really do it for me as much as what well, he no, did no not me either um you know 2010 yeah it was a bit well, yeah. it was the Panthers around 2nd or 3rd or something kid was unstoppable then these days it's, it's a very vastly different story yeah. um yeah a bit of experience some goal kicking etc for for power, it probably would have come in handy, and I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, they threaten to play hardball, but they still go ahead and get him for next season. Yeah. Um. Pretty. I mean, again, it's experience. It's um. You know, but does he play? Are they buying him as a fullback? Are they, are they buying him as a winger? I believe as a fullback.
1: That is my understanding. And then there's also another little secret deal that was going on. It's got scuttled. Well, the Isaac Luke thing—we didn't speak about that. I mean, that's not—that's happened. You know, There's a mm. deal to go to the Warriors, where he's actually getting released from his final two years of his Rabbit's deal. But the Dragons hadn't said anything about this. But they'd signed McInnes, and so the so the 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 Isaac Luke thing happens. He's leaving South. McInnes is the understudy. He's fucking reneged on that, and he's staying at South.
2: Right, because he's going to get a run in first grade. Yeah. So it's amazing, like
1: the way all these little things, you know, mm. rotate around each other and interlock and uh, you know, cause the roster
2: issues for next season. Um big pressure on McFadden with Luke going to the Warriors next year. That's that's gonna give him, you know, Johnson at seven, Luke at nine. Two of us are Sheck, two of us a Sheck at one hundred thousand dollars.
1: You know, um, so he's gotta for that eight
2: hundred grand he's gotta be a premier fucking fullback. And, you know, what does Law is he a five eight or a fullback?
1: Yeah, I mean because there's always there's a lot of talk that townsend's going. Well, they're talking about him f- going back to the Sharks. which is weird because I mean like he's been better than Johnson this year. He's been carrying that fucking side.
2: Really. He has he has had a lot of good games yeah. so far in the season. Um,
1: Considering he's only allowed to fucking play in like one little portion of the field, and you know Johnson gets to do whatever he wants to do. As as should be the case. Well, if the fucking dude's carrying his side. Maybe give him a bit more rope. Might be able to do even more. <laughs> but yeah, so uh,
2: look, I mean, it's not it's not the most. Still gonna have Madelino, probably Lewis Brown. Ah, uh, uh, sorry, not Lewis Brown. Um, fucking Mannering. Yeah, you know Vatovai. Yeah, um, that young Carter, quality player. Yeah, fair bit, fair bit happening. With the Warriors a lot of pressure on McFadden, as I said, to to put that all together. There's gonna come a time where there's no more fucking excuses, and they've they've got all the pieces. Um, he's got to put the puzzle together and, and make him win. Yep, yep. Consistently agree. and be consistently competitive.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, it's not going to be a nice experience, Spine or anything, but, I mean, it's going to be the biggest name, Spine they've had in fucking...
2: That's a fucking big three, ever? man. Yeah. You oh, know, three, yeah. Luke's experience with the Kiwis, premiership winner with South, and, and a key part of that premiership winning side. Yeah. Um, Johnson, you know, easily within top... Fucking five or six plays in the world at the moment. Yeah. Um two of us a check. Based on purely on potential and what he yeah. has shown at the roosters at his best. Jesus.
1: Exactly. So I guess we'll see what happens next year, but uh
2: throwing checkbook. Well they said they're going all in, that's for sure.
1: Caps for Round 9 of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. Friday Night Football, Brisbane Broncos 8 to feed the Penrith Panthers 5. In front of a lowish crowd at Suncorp Stadium, mid-20s.
2: Yeah, no real
1: explanation either as to why the crowd was so low. Broncos 8 came from tries to Jordan Carhu and Corey Oates. Uh, Parker, none from two on the conversions. Panthers 5 came from two penalty goals to Matt Moylan and a field goal. Strange, fucking scoreline.
2: <laughs> Very much so. Baseball scoreline, especially for an entertaining, such an entertaining game. Yep. Um, look, the Broncos aren't the star-studded side of years gone by, with the thoroughbreds in their their brown paper bags, throwing them around and making it rain like fucking Nelly at a strip club. But they do have a knack for finding a win in 2015. Calm under pressure. Um, you know that Bennett factor. It's, it's getting stronger as, as the season goes on and um, the players are really playing the style of football that Bennett wants them to. Um, and, you know, that's two games in, in recent times that... You know, one in golden point with a try and this one to, to close it out with under a minute to go. That's that's some clutch plays yep. right there. Um, for the Panthers, uh, you know... Jamie Soward played in this game and um, I've got to say, watching Moylan live, he's he's a classy fucking player. And he's got a lot of haters and he's going to have his haters even based on his performance in this game. He played with a busted hand and and busted fingers um, and made some errors because he was trying to do everything with one hand. But I just wonder, yes, it was brave and I think it might have been a ploy to get him considered for origin due to his toughness. Yep. Um but I've got to say that it it really was brave, and he again he was trying to do everything with one hand. Howard um, short of a run looked like he was six months pregnant. Um, <laughs> it's it, he's he's going to be the guy two years after retirement that people, you know, it's a bit like Jeff Hugo when he retired from swimming. Did I tell you, Have I recently told you The story about Jeff Eagle Whoa, Which one
1: i got a couple of Jeff, Jeff Eagle stories Flying around in my head Because I remember I used to see a girl That went out with him
2: Back in the day And He um Back He'd retired from swimming And he hadn't quite Made his comeback Yeah Um, And I was at my sister's house And we walked out the back gate And there's a personal st- Personal training studio Just at the back gate Of my sister's house um, the car park is just there at the gate where we where you walk through and I looked down and I was like fuck me. like jeff hugo must have a fucking like a brother that just couldn't handle his success and it was just massive. like just that hip. can't
1: ate jeff hugo
2: yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> every time jeff Hugel appeared on television he ate 10 pies or something and I had a bit of, I was like Hang on, that's fucking Jeff Hugel himself, not his fucking brother. That's <laughs> fucking depressed from how successful he's been. <laughs> and um, but he fucking pulled it together pretty quickly. With, well, when you, stuff. I guess when you when you have done it for that yeah. long and you can train to a certain you know yeah. fucking high extreme level, and when you get your diet in check, yeah. it probably all happens fairly quickly once you set your metabolism back yeah. straight. But. Um, he, that was the, the very very beginning of his of his comeback was the personal training sessions there in the car park. Um, that's going to be Jamie Soward. Like he hasn't been well, out that. Be. He hasn't be. been out that long. He looks like he's no, been in for, fucking a dozen games. Yeah, yeah. he's um, he looks like he's been in a decent paddock.
1: <laughs> a couple of people tweeted us saying, you know, that uh, with you shaving the beard off, you know, there's a bit of a, a likeness there.
2: Yeah, I was, I was really impressed with how Jamie said came out, and he looked very fit. And um, quite chiseled, <laughs> some would say. Uh, <laughs>
1: Fuck you guys. Have you got anything else to say? No. Nah. fat jokes. <laughs> Mr. Underscore Wars. I'm going to read this verbatim. We're going to win the comp. Fact. The rest of the league can suck our ducks. The great teams did a way to win. So he said, like, obviously, the rest of the league can suck our dicks and the great teams find a way to win. He then apologised and tweeted, when I favourited it, He's like seeing the favorite come through and he's going, well, oh, I was, shit. Yeah, I was fucking blind drunk when I said that. <laughs> That's all right, man. I figured it out. I, I can translate your ease. Shunter 86. Gutted. Can't spake. This is that manly game last year all over again. Didn't expect us to be in it. Lead and then lose it to death. Erebus Chaos. Where's your pew 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 now, you stupid cat in a hat? Hash, not pew pew. Hash, Bronx for life. And uh, finally, Mad Dog underscored no space. Just finished watching the Bronx game. That's the type of game that makes you proud to be a fan, but not proud enough to watch it live. Mad Dog, <laughs> just saying. Also on Friday night football, the Sydney Roosters 36, pumped the West Tigers 4, and uh, this one a 36 hat trick to Daniel Tupo. as good wingers do. Uh, Takahio, Cordner, Pierce also with tries. Maloney five from six conversions and a penalty goal. Good night personally for him. Defeated. The solitary try to Dean Hallitow for the West
2: Tigers. Yeah, footballing lesson dealt out from the Chooks in and in a, also a lesson in how not to sell T-shirts, it would seem. Um, Gee, I mean, their fucking timing is impeccable, though. Hasn't it always been, though, Nathan? Really, that's just like stomping on my penis.
1: Yeah, be, you believe we are trying to sell fucking Tigers in decline shirts, they would have been 36-4 winners.
2: It's just it, how they do. It's how they roll. Um Tigers really need to get these games out of their system. There's been a lot spoken about as far as the changing culture with the new coaching staff, and, and a lot of that has come from me. Um, and losses losses are accepted. I can accept the fact that um, that you may lose a game from time to time, but if you're going to win a comp undefeated, competitive losses are a must for a team of destiny. Um, and they can't be going they can't be going out there and getting beaten by 30 it, it's ridiculous and that's the tigers of of the last few years um and it just goes to show with all the work that the tailors put in there's still a, there's still a job to do there to rid themselves of these sorts of performances it was fucking appalling and unacceptable um i just wonder whether the tigers have played the chooks into form or whether it might have had the opposite effect and it was no more than a training run and 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 the roosters didn't get a great deal out of it well the roosters it was they uh, fuck they did it easy the roosters lost four games right they, they weren't
1: they weren't playing abominably or anything no. either i mean yeah you know, there was there was some you know luck issues and things like that in some
2: of those that games that sharks yeah. game was a boil over yep. you know like sharks just rode a wave of momentum to victory and there wasn't much the roosters could do about it and they're certainly competitive in every game they play um, you look I was, as i said i was worried all week about the game and and the roosters showed me why Alright. Special K online.
1: Run T M B all the way back to New South Wales Cup. Hash Biscuit Cunts. <laughs> the base chapo. Here we this here. is what happens when Glenn shaves his beard. Hash ruin T M B. Hash Robbie ruins. Hashtag's in decline. Devonhead, never fuck with a beard. Hash beard karma. Hashtag's in decline. Hash Ruin T M B. Super duper saw. Looking forward to next week's This Week in League. It'll be This Week in Tears. hash in decline. Yeah, this is coming from Newcastle supporter. It's coming to you, buddy. Erebus Chaos. After such an insipid performance as that, no wonder tigers are on the endangered species list. And he's gone, <coughs> hash, fail, T-N-B. And I don't know who the N is. Not for, not for. <laughs> no idea. The man's it's drunk. Like, yeah. And, uh, East fan. East would tell you that T-N-B stands for They're My Bitches. Bow down, magpies! <laughs> I like magpies. I've honestly never that, seen that before. That is pretty. I good I mean, I do the tig pies a bit, but magpigers its fantastic. I'll take it. And uh, we move on to Saturday night and Saturday afternoon, I should say. Canberra Raiders fifty-six to feed the Gold Coast Titans sixteen, in front of a miserable crowd of under ten thousand, under nine thousand, in fact. And the Raiders fifty-six. Here we go. This'll uh, this'll double the length of the episode. Techno Viking Blake Austin two tries. Jared Croker, two tries. Vaughan, Rapana, Papali, Soliola, Hedrick Lee and Sam Williams also were tries. Croker, eight from ten conversions. defeat the Titans, 16. A hat-trick to Anthony Don. And two from three conversions to Aidan Caesar.
2: I thought Blake Austin was good for the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> the West Tigers are adamant they made the right call in going with Mitchell Moses, um, And I hope for the love of fucking God that they're right. Because... <laughs> we had that guy. He fought and fucking busted his He gut. wanted to be sick so bad. And he played, he, he made his way through Reggie's. He was given no guarantees he was going to play first grade. <coughs> Kibble it off the bench. <laughs> came to the club. Came to the club. Was playing New South Wales Cup. Single-handedly won three or four games in a row at the start of the season. Forced his way into the side through irresistible form. And and didn't have a fucking bad game for the Tigers the whole time Killed he played it off in the a bench, horrible you know, he get, season. He was getting no opportunities. <laughs> and um In the end he was told that the six was going to Moses for this season, albeit by a coach no longer at the club. Um sought other opportunities and, and found one at the Raiders and, and again is making every fucking post a winner. Um you, you just can't be anything but happy for the bloke, but you don't want to look back and see Blake Austin playing rep footy and, and origin and all the rest of it, you know, in a few seasons' time and then, you know, Mitch Moses had done a Jacob, Jacob Miller. Yeah. Because... Yeah, exactly. Fucking hell. That's that's my fear at the moment. <laughs> um, Paul Vaughan for the Raiders is fucking... I've said it before, he's a modern-day Steve Jackson. Um, although Papali was much, much better in this game. he's Vaughan's upstage Papali at various stages this season. Um... And with Papali's pay packet and reputation, it's that's an impressive, uh, impressive effort. <coughs> it's just fucking strong. Yeah. It's like, but he's got like the footwork and stuff as well. I mean, yeah, you know, just uh, there's some players that just have a knack. Um, and and you know, when you get to a certain a certain size and and you can still. You know, produce good footwork at the line, and your your strength is is ridiculous as yep. well. That's pretty formidable. Um, Anthony Don, he's um, he's copped it a fair bit from various members of Tool Nation over the, since he's started in first grade, but including us probably. And and you know, yeah, certain- I've, I've given it to him. Certainly, all the listeners who, who are Titans fans too. Yeah, quietly building into a quality finisher though, mm-hmm. um, in a side that was well beaten on the day, um, produced a few good efforts to or two in particular to to score real quality tries. So, um, not the Titans' day, unfortunately. The race, Raiders are playing some really good football. Um, off the back of 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 Austin and and some of the work their forwards are, are doing in order to give him time and space. So, um, impressive all round. Did I hear right? Sam Williams played with a punctured lung. He, yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> I saw I saw
1: much much uh, ado about. You know, risking his health. You know, playing with like a, a collapsed, you know, partially collapsed lung or something like that. So yeah.
2: Look, let's be fair. You're risking your health by living in Canberra, as it is. Exactly. How much worse can a footy game be?
1: Paul Mac underscore 78. Techno Viking strikes again. We need to do a meme up. Yeah. It's kind. Of, I, mean, I say we. I mean you. This techno Viking thing's happening. Is people are adopting it. It's yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Soulsy zero four. So that's what it feels like to put two good halves of footy together. Cop that, you, all you Titans fan, uh, Hammers. The all you Titans fan. Yeah. Possibly a slip. Possibly meant it. Uh, Hammers, the inventor of the Techno Viking, call as much as it hurts. I cannot begrudge the Techno Viking a dominant performance. Hash dance, motherfucker. <laughs> Tall Hayden Ricky Stewart takes no blame when his teams lose for years and years. Acts like a smug fucking cunt when his team wins. That's true, too. Uh, Solzy04, I haven't been this impressed with a Raiders player for a long, long time. Maybe since daily. Hash, oh, he's, he's tweeted to Blake Austin's Twitter account, and hash no Viking on there. And um, Niles1991, Eep, bad day to be a Titans fan. The NRL side concedes 56, the NYC concedes 46, and the reserve grade concedes 78. Fuck. New Zealand Warriors, 20. Defeated the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 16 at the tip, Ramondas Stadium. This one, Warriors 20, came from tries to Jonathan Wright, Sean Johnson, Manu Vadavai and Cutter. Sean Johnson, horrible, one from four from the boot and a penalty goal. Sharky 16, tries to Luke Lewis and Andrew Fafita. Valentine Holmes with two conversions and two penalty goals.
2: I thought this was a pretty entertaining game. A few errors from both sides, but... Um, it was definitely competitive, and there was some real grinding-type footy played by both sides. Um, in the end, it it got really tight. Um, Sean Johnson with a couple of pieces of brilliance when the Warriors needed it most, and Andrew Fafita with a run, the likes of which got him his contracts at Cronulla and the Bulldogs, and then Cronulla again. Um, real like For a second there, the Sharks looked like they were going to take it out, and yep. then um, yep. Johnson pulled it out of the fire. Um Finish really, uh, you know, topped off. Uh, as I said, entertaining game. You know, a few scrappy patches and and some errors, but um, certainly an exciting finish. What's bit on? Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. As far as the Warriors go, you know, there, there couple of those two Johnson plays were fucking magical. Uh, yeah, that's what you call freakish. Yeah. Um. Other than that, there was a fair bit. There was times where they lost their way. Um, Cronulla gained control of the ruck via Ennis, and um, and their forwards were were, were getting a decent roll on. I, I don't know that the Warriors can hope to pull games like that out of the fire when their forwards get um, get shown up for a large part of the game, as they did by the Sharks. A different story if the send off had happened too. Sorry. A different story if the old send off had have happened as
1: well. Absolutely. And of course, you know the Sharks. You know the flip side. You know they were without their guy, Mm.
2: so uh... and will be for the rest of the season. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I mean, like, how, what sort of time do you put on massively obliterated jaw like that? I mean, you it would he'll he'll be eating, he'll be eating soup for you know what a month and a half at least. And so how long? a so oh, just the fucking amount of work, like the teeth have to get put back in, and like fucking poor. Guy. It was yeah, yeah. Delorean Grey, great work by Hoppin for the final triennial game signing of the year? Question mark. Look, I think the Warriors knew what they were getting, don't you think? I think. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I think Blake Austin at yeah. this stage is looking fucking magical. You know, for the motherfuckers, right? He's he's like in revelation category at the minute. Like, I mean, definitely. He's he's, fu- he's
2: having a great year. He is untouchable at the moment.
1: Beerboy182, I've gone from naming my child Fifi. To searching for a noose or walking from the beach road to drown in Bondi in three minutes. What is real life?
2: <laughs> it was that type of an end to a game. <laughs> Special K
1: online. Jeff Robson stealing a living and stealing from K's sport bet account since 2012. <laughs> if, Jeff, if Jeff Robson's anchoring your sport <laughs> bet account, you've got fucking problems. E 04. The Sharks have really blown a couple of wins this year. They could be looking at a 5-3 record,
2: not the other way around. And it. that's really yeah. that's the difference between the really good sides and the and the the sides that sort of scratch and scrape to, City to in fall in Bali into the and a. say
1: mm. sit in Bali and say what if... fall
2: into the A. They yeah. just it's an it's an uncanny knack to be able to close the game out and it's a skill that you have to learn and it comes via confidence and and you know, holding on down the stretch and That's it. Um the Sharkies have some big game players and you you know <sighs> If you, if someone said that you you had the sharks and the warriors and there was a few minutes to go and the game's in the balance, would you would you go for? I'd still go for the warriors to be honest. You go for the warriors for the Sean you know the Sean Johnson factor because they
1: do the one where they where they pour it on and lift their enthusiasm and something arsy fucking comes off. Cronulla don't have or, that strike potency to pull you know like they could grind it out if 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 Cronulla were leading by you know two or something like that. Yeah. Then yeah, if that was a
2: situation, you go yeah well you know you can probably. I think I'd gone. be more inclined to say that Warriors would try something flashy and fuck it up.
1: And look, they got it in their game. Yeah. They got it in their game. I mean, that's that's Warriors ball, you know, in a nutshell. Yeah,
2: but didn't happen here.
1: Yep. And uh, where are we? Kerim Koran. Tupou's cannonball tackle. The Hurll's injured knee Deserved to be taken from the field. Ash doing it wrong. Ash biscuit teeth.
2: Fuck. It is <laughs> possibly among the harshest fucking toys I've ever That's why I had to put it in, in there
1: because it's <laughs> it fucking harsh ass. Uh, North Queensland Cowboys 23 defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 16 at 1300 teeth. And uh, this one, the the Cowboys.
2: Which is <laughs> coincidentally the amount of teeth that Anthony Tupo has now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the amount he left
1: on the, tip, <laughs> on, on, on the plane surface at the tip or embedded in who uh, else's uh, thigh. A uh, double to Michael Morgan. Matthew Wright and Gavin Cooper also with tries. Thurston, three from four conversions and a field goal to cap it. And the Doggies, 16, came from tries to Josh Jackson, Corey Thompson, Curtis Rona, two from three conversions to Hodkinson.
2: Bulldogs with some troops coming back into the side and perhaps not losing their halves uh, for origin, depending on you know the continued form of, of the guys from the Roosters. The, the nah, Tigers certainly didn't They're going to lose at least didn't one. Do, yeah. They'll well, lose, The, the Hod- Tigers Hodkinson certainly didn't there. do Pierce and Maloney any any fucking injustice the no, way I, they play I think they'll go incumbency and, and, and go where, with Reynolds where, where possible
1: I can't go no I can't well, well he's going to be yeah I don't know I don't know I don't know about Reynolds surely not. look Laurie Daly's including them all shit you know and and you know he wants to be more like Queensland and sort of you know pick and stick and look I think that Adam Reynolds was a massive chance until today came out that he's got a broken thumb and he's out for another six weeks or something mm. So, uh, that, that I believe, is going to save Laurie Daly a lot of decision-making.
2: But if Hodkinson was the guy that you we were going to put in, where does Reynolds fit in? You can't have two half-backs. No, that's what I mean. I think instead of I mean, yeah, yeah, okay.
1: And, what to, and 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 then Laurie Daly, now he doesn't have to look like a guy that didn't you know go with the whole pick-and-stick thing by mm. getting rid of Hodkinson. Now, these hands kind of, you know... But, you know, Pierce was his guy before the, the yellow dress thing, too. So Yeah.
2: yeah I don't know. But you know having said that i I, th- I think depending on how the situation goes with their halves um the bulldogs are very very dangerous if if they do manage to to not lose Hodkinson and, and i guess um too many other players f- for origin H- who else are they going to lose morris
1: morris would have to be lost for sure i mean yeah, he's been he's so critical in keeping gi out of the games in origin yeah. so that he's played well,
2: both both morris boys will, yeah um Stanley's hit on Lachlan Coote. Those two guys are, are both as fragile as one another. I wonder Lockie if
1: Coote can take a fucking he can he can take
2: a hit. He has been belted like, a lot I of times. He in can't his take a hit,
1: but I mean he can receive. I mean he can be targeted for a hit. Lachlan Coote He's a magnet. Um,
2: for it. I just wonder if at the ground it sounded like two wine, wine glasses clinking together. <laughs> Those guys, you know, less so Coote, but he's he's had some injuries
1: what is the sound of two of two biscuits smashing
2: together? <laughs> Well, or just sounds like a fucking um, scotch finger cracking in half yeah um, morgan starting to take a lot more responsibility can only hope north queensland um, it's just with with all the, the halves and the you know the the hooking combination the fullback that new, new sorry north queensland have tried over the last few seasons um, i don't know if they they fucking... It was by engineering or by default or mistake, but it looks like they finally got the mix right. Yep. You know? Coot's not a, a, you know, dominant um, factor at, at fullback in, in that he needs the ball a lot of the time. He's, you know, quite selective in the times where he chimes in. He's, he's very solid, great under a high ball. Um, perfect foil for, for yep. JT. Um, and, you know, Morgan is does have it in his game to, to call the shots and, and take control and, and take some of the pressure off Thurston. And, and then you got Granville at Hooker um and Thompson backing him up. It's uh, I don't know that as again, I don't know that they've they've sort of planted that way. It's it's sort of worked out well. Um but it's over the course of the as the season goes on, you'd have to think this is amongst the the best one, six, seven, nine combination they've had for a fair while.
1: Yeah, and Granville, you mentioned him. I mean, that's that's another one, you know, like a buy-of-the-year kind of guy. He's, he's killing he's it. he's made to this side. Now and he's, to
2: he's, now think now the Broncos have got, you know, they they lost him to to North Queensland from this season. They've got McCulloch starting. They've got Nick Arima, Just re-signed on. Just re-signed. You've got Matt Parcell, who's who's yet to play first grade but could easily step in yep. and, and would probably be the fittest guy on the field. Yeah. Um, and and possibly one of the quickest in that position. um, It's it's good to see that Granville, you know, made the right decision and went for an opportunity because there's a few guys behind McCulloch that could easily play a hell of a lot of first grade. Yep. Unky D. The Cowboys scored two tries
1: in the dying minutes to snatch a win over the Dogs. Must be heartbreaking for Dogs fans. Good. Cowies gonna cow... The Cowboys have won six in a row. If this trend continues, they'll finish the season 23-3. and three. Hash, no Louis Karma. Hash, Team of Destiny. Good luck with that. How dare you, Paco Sandusky, if that is indeed your name. <laughs> GT351 underscore Johns. We weren't good, but we held on. We were expected to get smashed, but didn't deserve to lose. Three errors, gifted cows, three tries. Shit happens. Moving on to Sunday afternoon, and the mighty Manly Sea Eagles, 30, pumped. The Newcastle Knights, 10 at Fortress Brookvale. And 30 points came from tries to Jorge Tofua double to Brett Stewart. Lee Siao and DCE also with tries. Jamie Lyon, 5 from 5 conversions. Many of those from Ray out, way out in touch. And uh, the Newcastle Knights, 10 came from tries to James McManus Terek Sims. Tyron Roberts, 1 from 2
2: conversions. The best part of, of Willie and Corbin's exchange that we spoke about at the top of the show, Willie didn't flinch.
1: Didn't not, even not at all. Look. He was sort of he looking over his, like, to his right shoulder to the referee or something, waiting yeah. to be told when he could play the ball. And he, he literally, he did not, he didn't, peru- he didn't, like, his eyes didn't go that way. No. Like, he did, he just like, didn't even, yeah. But
2: what? This happens to me all the time. Yeah. It doesn't matter where I'm at the survey, putting Phil in my car, someone comes along and gives me a little tickle.
1: Fucking Willie, doesn't, Willie doesn't loves the fucking, me. He's Willie
2: like, loves sort of, a wristy. It almost like he was l- sort of looking around, going, D- "You know, is anyone else ref? Do you want to have a croc? Do you want to have a crack at the bratwurst? Touchy, get over <laughs> here, put your flag down, and grab a hold of this." Um, Manly again with some key ins, and um, the reality starting to set in. I, I think with what's going on with the halves, and I, I think it, they may be starting to settle down and, and realize, okay. Um, Yes, we are going to lose some of these, you know, we're going to lose these guys um and with the their experienced players and I'm, I'm purely speculating, but are they starting to think, okay, maybe you know, we haven't got a great deal of time together. We've had some some good times, we've been on some good runs. Let's try and put it together for one last season before, you know, they break up the Beatles. Is that been the the catalyst for their for the change in form? I know, I mean... But they looked know. all at sea not a month ago. And now, you look yeah, at some of the had, footy had, they played here. Yeah,
1: but we had, we had... Like, a month ago, we had, like, 10 guys out. Admittedly. Now,
2: and that, that is a massive fact. Now, Jamie
1: Lyon's back. And, you know, you... I mean, this time we were missing Foran and, and Matai. I mean, like I said... I mean, like all of all all the games this year, or all except for one of them, all all the all the wins this year, all except for one of them, all have come without four in the side. Mm. I think that dude's massive cancer, and he's pretty he's, fucking damage statistic. He's a guy that's on the there's you know, with his you know, got one eye on next season. He's a conflicted dude. He's probably not happy about the whole process, the way it's all gone down, and everything like that. And he's probably catching shit. But he's proven that mentally, he's pretty fragile in terms of dealing with that stuff and like compartmentalizing it and putting it, you know, behind him and just getting on the field and you know playing his fucking footy. Um, he's got obviously you know white ants like chocking his ear all the time. Um, Cherry Evans looks he looks fucking ecstatic. The playing his football at the moment. And, like, from a Manly perspective, I can only hope that it's because he's just fucking... He, he, loves, he loves playing for Manly so much that there's still, you know, an opportunity there for a renege, I mean, especially with the stuff that the club is doing in, in the background to, um, you know, get an offer to him to, you know, get him to stay. And if he does, a fucking massive thing it would be for the club going forward because, I mean, they're playing without four and now anyway. And, I mean, really, only players to come in from that point... You know mm. the, the way they're playing with you know the, the big loss. Um, fucking Blake Leary killed it in the Q, in the Queensland Cup last year. Killed it in the in the uh, in the final for uh, Northern Pride. Thought you know there is a, there is a, a, a step between Queensland Cup, but I don't think it's as great as people you know would like to think. I mean, some quality players there. He's fucking sensational. Carved
2: it up probably. Out the most of his opportunity.
1: Yeah, and you know what, he, I think that he's, you know, Bure is out for the season. I think he's got that, that spot is his for the rest of the season. He's got some, like, Owen Cunningham to him. I mean, he's just fucking great. Um, I mean, talk about taking opportunity. Liggy out finally, starting to come, you know, he's starting to come together. I mean, he's been in New South Wales Cup for a while. I mean, he was, was he the under-20s player of the year in that year? Or is, I'm uh, not sure. Certainly properly when we got him. I mean, now he's finally started you know, to to get it together. And, uh, you yeah, know, obviously a bit of age and a bit of size, especially with forwards tend to mature, like props tend to mature a little bit later on. Um, you know, tremendous. I mean, the guys all pulled together. Horro. Oh, they're fucking cut his head off six weeks ago. Not but even that long. The way, the, the straight running and the angles that he's giving, which is at just, just, you know, making two defenders think about what's happening, which gives space to people like Cherry Evans and that when they're setting something up around the outside. Just tremendous. I mean, there's some things he did that actually, you know, cause tries to be scored just because of the way that he sucked in defenders, you know, that that were coming for him. So, um, look, couldn't be happy with the performance at the moment. Um, The roll's on. Two from two. We beat the March, uh, well, we beat the March premiers, flogged the March premiers on Sunday. Um, Beat the April premiers the week before for the second time. So, uh, you know, just taking names, taking numbers. Moving up, and now we won, win off uh, seventh. <laughs> and, uh, and anyone who got on with that whole fucking 10 dollars to make the eighth thing, I think there's going to be people like Sportsbet are probably going to be paying that shit out before the end of the season.
2: Yeah, like well, he's still last. Um, Brent Stewart, should he be New South Wales fullback? Did we mention this previously Look, I think he should
1: I've got two there's, I've got two trains of thought on this: one, yes, two. No, nice. <laughs> stay with, stay 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 playing with Manly because uh, you know what, fuck New South Wales. Clubs more important, but I think he should. You know, look, yeah, you know, we'll get to the we'll get to the Dragons game later. I mean, Dugan was very good in a beaten side in that game too. So I mean, I think Dugan's a pretty pretty good option as well. But just as far as experience and just general safety, I mean, you know, if you want to go with a defensive mindset, I think you know Brett Stewart is is probably the best option. Okay. Overall. Um, the Knights. Do you have any comment on the Knights? Tyron Roberts is fucking garbage. Not creating much without Mullen now. I mean, he's a big out.
2: Oh yeah. I think he's a, another guy that's a, a Robin, not a Batman. <coughs>
1: and there's is when he comes in, uh, yeah, well, I don't even think he's a Robin. He's like a fucking, guy i trying to think of something like minor. Like, he's not even a Nightwing.
2: Like, I don't even know what he here, is. We, here we go We go Deep nerd, deep nerdy here. Um, I, I don't know. I think he he likes Mullen there to steer the ship and and do all the you know the one percenters and control the kicking and and you know freeze him up to to do a bit of the flashy stuff and um, when it comes to him to to really have to put the big plays on and, and control the match, I don't think he's he's necessarily got it in his game. Fairly fairly exposed in this game. Mainly his experience was too much and. Um,
1: like, they controlled like him pretty well. They're starting, they're starting to look like <clears> the <throat> side that they, uh, that they are. It's good. They've woken up right in the nick of time. Shit's looking good.
2: At Still last
1: By one, one point of differential. <laughs> so, yeah, we won't be next week. Next week we'll be uh, close to the eight. Because uh, thankfully for us, there's a lot of these games where these three and four win teams are playing each other. And so teams like the Eels and Cronulla are definitely going to lose next week. Know, well, you so, got to keep winning. Uh, so yeah, well, that's right, and, and they will. I mean, quite frankly, the eight fucking top four is uh, is you know, probable at this stage now. It's not even possible; it's probable. So the undefeated, uh, the undefeated masters <laughs> <coughs> to win the premiership. Back on track. It's on. Get on. The more money you put on, the more you get back at the end of the season. Mitch the Geo, my team beaten again this week by fucking Manly. Can it get any worse? Yes, Mark Hunt result. Tell Beyond Blue my address. (laughs) That Mark Hunt result was a foregone conclusion, my friend. At the weigh-ins when he weighed in at 266. I mean, Mark Hunt that weighs in at the upper limit of heavyweight. If he weighs in at 235, he's serious and he trained. If he weighs in at 266, he doesn't give a fuck. And if he doesn't, if he's not, if he hasn't won it in the first or second round, ain't gonna win it. Claire Simo, Jake, Blake, Snake. Hashko Manley. Fucking Jake Turbo since uh, he's coming along so fucking quickly. Like he's defensive for he's he's fucking awesome. Can play. Can play. Unky D. So gratifying to see Manley continue their undefeated Asterisk charge for premiership glory. Nita Bita. Happy birthday for last week too, Venita. Please hurry up and molts. No, and that, Please hurry up and molt in that Titans contract. DCE Brookvale is your home, and Manly is your team. The perfect fit. Agreed. Tall Hayden, big Willie proves a real handful versus the Knights. Look, it's the obvious one, but it's a quality tweet. Blue underscore Beaver, we're back. That's the Sea Eagles I know and love. Shout out to Slirius at Slirius's brother Blake Leary for a mad game. Hash, happy Manly Day. I was like, hey, there from there is there really his brother? And he said, oh, can you imagine what he'd be like if, you know, having a fucking, <laughs> a manly exactly. as his brother? And finally, super duper Saul. <coughs> I can't reveal his secret, or who his real identity is, because obviously he's got his incognito, Twitter handle for a reason. I wish we paid more attention to the game instead of ex-teammates' genitals. Hash homoerotic. Hash save that for the bedroom. The Melbourne Storm, 28, defeated Parramatta Eels, 10 at Pertec. Melbourne Storms 28 came from a double to Billy Slater. Corabidi, Chambers, Finucane also with tries and Cam Smith, four from five conversions. Parramatta Eels 10 points came from tries to Hopper Jr. and Ryan Morgan, Sandow, one
2: from two conversions. Melbourne's faltered in big games against their bitter rivals a couple of times, um, which is concerning for them. But I just wonder with, with Bellamy moving on in the next season, whether Melbourne have, have decided that Maybe 2015 is their last real opportunity to put a significant run at the premiership together um, with their current squad and the big three. Yep. At anywhere near the top of the game. GC <clears throat> You know the Eels. I think they're still a ways off competing against sides like Melbourne week in week out, but they were a big show in this for a large part of this game. It was only the last sort of 15. Minutes or so where Melbourne.
1: Yeah, it was more. It was more like the you know straight after half time though, like the first fifteen after the break kind of thing. Yeah,
2: true. Really but often. it was still you know if the Eels had have scored another try, you know momentum swings and yeah. um, just weren't quite good enough to to get over the line that that one time that was probably needed to give them that momentum. Um, this sandow controversy doesn't help them in putting some wins together, depending on on the result of that and how it all plays out. So, um, yeah, I just, I think that maybe that is the danger for anyone, including myself, that have written Melbourne off this year. That that Bellamy factor, you know, maybe they have determined that this season is it, you know. Next season, they're all those big three are another year older. Yeah. A lot more football under their belts. Um, to send Bellamy out a winner maybe this year is a year for them. <laughs> All right. At Cassidy Aiden. Purple Aura is
1: back, boys. Go Storm. Hash Purple Pride. Hash still in the top four. At Bebe Bay Bay BNC. Someone on Triple M referred to Parramatta Stadium as Fortress Pertek. Must Surely be called Pillows. Not. Hash after Pillow out before round thirteen.
2: <laughs> Pillow Fort Port per-tech. Uh
1: <laughs> tall Hayden. Watmo ran sixty nine meters with the ball. He also ran three hundred forty five meters without the ball to go and whinge at the ref non stop.
2: Does have it in his game?
1: And uh, Ollie Reed eighty two. Look at Cam Smith punt this right at the para fan. Too funny. And you saw that video, mm. right? Good for the fan. Fucking if he's going to try and kick the ball at you, you know that you, you know he's heard you, and yeah, you got under the skin. I
2: th- yeah, I guess it's a bit out of character. You, Australian captain reacting like that.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know, I don't agree. You know, see what happens on Twitter and that though too. Like you know, there's times when you know where he'll he'll arc up on there too. So yeah, maybe he's just getting old and grumpy as the skills decline (laughs) and the premiership window closes. South Sydney Rabbitohs 16 defeated St George Illawarra Dragons 10 on Monday night footage, and the uh, rabbits double. To Aaron Gray, Alex Johnson also with a try. Reynolds, won from three conversions and a penalty goal. The Dragons, 10, came from tries to Widdop and Jason Nightingale. And uh, Widdop with one penalty goal. Missed both attempts at conversions.
2: <laughs> Excuse me. Dragons still strong defensively um, in holding the Rabbitohs to 16 points. Um, I think Dragons fans would be disappointed in the loss, but would have taken a fair bit out of the game. Um given, you know, they've only gone down by six points, especially considering, you know, their recent performance, co- recent performances compared to their early season form, where, you know, the whole Save Our, sa- save our Saints thing's gone awful quiet. Yeah, I bet it'll heat up now, though, a loss. After you know, a loss.
1: Winning winning always calms descent down, you know, because people are quite often happy to live with the, the thing that they're, you know, that they arc up against, provided the, you know, the team wins. Teams win.
2: Um... South's injuries are starting to, to have a serious effect on their their uh, premiership defence. Um, early in the season they looked unstoppable and certainly the team to beat. That Some injuries have brought them back to the pack and this origin peri- period is, is really critical to that title defence. Um, how many players they lose, um, the teams they come up against um, and how those teams are situated representation-wise in the origin squads. Um, you know... If they if they start dropping a few more games and and you think that they've you know they've they've won one out of their past sort of six or seven games and you're halfway through the origin period it's yeah. it's pretty concerning for them
1: origin period um,
2: plus you know
1: <coughs> what amounts to be Reynolds out for another six weeks mm. fucking what a gauntlet to run considering how they've
2: gone without Reynolds exactly um, I think the key to this game was the rabbits' experience and ability to br- build pressure. Um, which proved too much even for the Dragons um, formidable defence to to hold out and um, you know they ground out a, a, a pretty important win for them because I think if they had dropped another one then their confidence really takes a bite and, and Reynolds um, as you say is out for another six weeks and, and a side down on confidence with GI not really um, being a dominant factor each and every week um, it, it could have been very concerning so I think if the Rabbitohs do go on and um, it, it, you know and finish the season strongly, I think they might have a look at this game and think that this was it was was key to that process. What do you make of the ref's fault? That
1: <laughs> this was a massive ref's fault game at the conclusion. By the conclusion, uh, you'll see what you know. Some of these tweets I'm going to read are going to be you know indicative of that sort of thing.
2: I try not to bite too much into it. Um, you know. Roosters fans are, would say that rest fault's gone on against them for season after season, but I'm probably of the opinion that over the course of any given season, there's games not necessarily decided, but there's certainly decisions that go against you um, that make you scratch your head, and, and others that you get that also make you scratch your head. And oh, I just think there's too many people that dwell specifically on singular. Acts from the referee that that cost their team victory, rather than errors that their team might have made, or, or coaching mistakes, or um, you know the way a coach uses used his bench. That or, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into winning and losing a game, and it, it's it's at times it's a big cop out to to strictly blame, blame the ref and nothing else. The base chapeau.
1: Sutton needs to harden <coughs> up, dead set. English misses
2: takes harder hits than that and keeps standing. I saw some debate on Twitter today uh about sort of around initial media reports on injuries and then the next day they come out and reneg yeah, and, different, and, yeah. Um you know, I think Niles made a, a point of the Nofaluma one where it was reported at at half time that he was he was gonna be out for three months with a broken arm and five minutes after half time he's sitting on the on the bench still dressed, yeah. ready to go on. So um the injury to, um, to Reynolds was 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 reported, um, pretty poorly. I I, I just wonder if has he come back? Uh, I know they're unrelated, but yeah, unrelated. I'm not going
1: yeah, just
2: unlucky. First game back and he's he's busted again.
1: Yep, yep. Um, and Sutton looks like. I mean, how serious is that? Was the latest? And, in and that? yeah, in the that, latest that sorry,
2: thing? the the Sutton one as well. Um, is that detached the retina they were saying detached retina him? and then now he's going to play he's, he's been named this week crazy I think
1: a lot of it is like sideline eyes for the, the media places and they just sort mm. of they're, they're giving what they think or what trainers are sort of speculating about before they even looked at the dude and taken him down the tunnel or whatever yeah TBI um, Penguin the NRL and their referees are always there when Souths need a win hash penalties till they win come uh, on you fucking what mate just like last year against the Purple Cheats, Dragons got cheated by the refs. Hash shit refs. <laughs> Dragon Punk 12. Took the premiers to the wire, just not clinical enough. And that's more like it. Yeah. The Biggest Tiger. Guess you can't defend yourself to a win when you're behind by six. <laughs> Widop to Marshall. Back to Widop to Marshall. To Dugan. And he's tackled. The Orlando. At Landrigan Matt. There will be a cleansing. At least my balls and wife Will be happy Hash lucky undies And that brings the, the Saga of the lucky undies To a close
2: I think For oh, Pour champagne over his balls Or something Is that the cleansing How does I that work Fucking just sprays it I'm sure his missus Will let us know
1: Sprays a can of Glen 20 Right on there A whole can Yep a whole can And then some And with then with sets it a, on fire a cigarette lighter In front of it <laughs> <laughs> It's the only way to be sure At M McInerney 89 Drop ready Win. Coincidence? I think not. Hash ready for reserve grade. And <laughs> at DMC Briz. As I think about it, Reynolds may be the cliff lines of this generation. Don't try to understand, just appreciate. <laughs> okay. <music> Previews for round. 10 of the 2015 NRL Telstra Premiership season Friday night football. Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs take on the Sydney Roosters at ANZ.
2: Should be a quality game. Um, Roosters back on track with a big win um, against the Tigers last week. James Graham back for the Bulldogs. I'm going to go with the Roosters. Um, Although I think it'll be fairly hard fought and the, the battle in the forwards will be be worth watching and a, and a big highlight of this game. And I'm, I'm going to give the edge just to the Roosters.
1: Look, the Roosters are buoyed by the return uh, of uh, Shane Hayne to the video referee box this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, how much advice he can do and how much influence he can exert over the game from there. I'm not sure. But yeah, look, I think the Roosters... Well, yeah. I believe that the Roosters haven't been playing that poorly, they've broken out with a massive win last week they should be on their way to, you know, back to what they're supposed to be, Yeah, you know, and this game will be a big test, obviously the
2: Doggies will definitely lift, but... Probably there's only really Brett Morris other than that, it's probably a full strength Bulldog side, isn't it?
1: They got the grand final with Sam Perrott in full back position, so I mean, it's not like the... You know, yeah, I mean
2: Brett, Brett, Brett Morris, Morris is, is
1: far superior yeah. but, uh, you know, it's not like they're not used to this this configuration. Mm. The interesting thing is that uh, Moses Mbai, in Jersey 17, not starting, Josh Reynolds starting in the six. Honestly, do they want him to sign somewhere else? Because I'll fucking take him at Manly in a split
2: second. I'll take him at Manly. If the jury's still go. out for mine on, on Mbai, but, f- I mean, based purely on the fact that he hasn't single- handedly lost his team games by way of his brain snaps, which Reynolds done at least twice in in recent memory yep um, yeah i I don't know he probably reminds me a little bit of a a um Ben Barber when you, during you know when he was before he started at the Bulldogs he was coming off the bench and had plays in front of him and you know I don't know that there's going to be room for him by next year to have a, a, you know, a full-time sort of starting spot and he might be shipped around.
1: Speaking of, uh, speaking of Reynolds, yeah, this picture. <laughs> and it's a meme that I've just seen online of, uh, of Chrissy Sandow's busted loan car with uh, Reynolds tripping it. What the hell are you doing, Reynolds? <laughs> the North Queensland Cowboys take on the Brisbane Broncos
2: at 1,300 teeth, also Friday Night Football. Cowboys on a big streak the Broncos in reasonable form be a decent crowd up there all Queensland affair Um, just on Darius Boyd's return for the Broncos I thought didn't do anything spectacular, which at times you probably don't really expect from Darius Boyd but he certainly had a solid game Um, and will be much better for the run I've got a I'm sort of leaning towards the Broncos but I just don't feel right tipping against the Cowboys given the form they're in at home. So I oh, think the Cowboys <coughs> win it easily. They're at home,
1: they're on a run. The Broncos fed them when they were when they were all out of sorts at the start of the season, so there's that element of revenge too. Mm. So
2: yeah, Cowboys for sure. Yeah. I'll go I'll go the Cowboys too. Paramount Eels versus
1: the New Zealand Warriors at the Pillow Fortress. Kyrtec Stadium
2: <laughs> will now be known. Um, oh, look, I couldn't tip. You know, Luke Kelly comes in at halfback and replaces Sandow. Is home dropped and
1: for other reasons, or is it, is, is no, it all revolve around this all, crashing of the all car? All for that. Yeah. Um, leaving the scene, I suppose, is the worst thing.
2: I'm going to have to go the Warriors, given their, their win away from home again last weekend, and um, para without Sandia. Um, Yeah, I I can't do much more than tip the Warriors in this one.
1: And uh, I would hope that um, as a special birthday wish for me, what Moe plays an absolute fucking Barry Crockett like he's been doing every game (laughs) this season and fucks himself for 80 minutes. Gold Coast Titans take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks at SeaBus.
2: This one is a notable
1: game. It's a notable game.
2: Well, it has been known to be a Vuvuzela in years gone by. No,
1: no, no, no. This is a notable game. It's the return. The epic return of our first try scorer, Lock of the Week. (laughs) Blakey Ashford is in the Sharky side, so look for James Roberts or perhaps Willie Zillman to ride Trigger or whatever these fucking horses called. All the way to the try line for Handrick. Timber. Timber goes Blakey Ashford as he misses the
2: tackle. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what Zoom will be calling as he runs past him. Uh, first try, <laughs> and Ashford falls over. Is a heater again.
1: <coughs> so yeah, notable. They didn't want to go with the... Uh, so will Roberts gaggle? be up
2: against him? He won't lay a fucking fuck finger I, on fuck Roberts. I hope
1: so, because it won't even be a missed tackle. I mean, Roberts will just teleport past him. He won't even realise. He won't even have time to... Rel- he won't have time to react when Roberts puts on the afterburners.
2: Look, I thank you in advance, Blake, Blake H, for, for paying off my mortgage. Christmas
1: is on this year, kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for paying off my mortgage in one fell swoop. Uh, Titans to bounce back in a big way. I think they'll have a decent win against the Sharks.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're on a pretty good roll before, you know, before this absolute fucking flogging. And surely they're going to react to that in such a way that they're, uh, you know, that's that sort of thing is embarrassing, you know, so... yeah. All right. And look, I'm inclined to go for Titans too. I mean, it's not like home field is a massive advantage for them or anything, but yeah. Also Saturday, the Melbourne Storm take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs down there at Amy Park.
2: Be a cracking game, this one. Um, Rabbitohs coming off a win. I just think it's the um, Monday night factor might count against the Rabbits. Again, yeah, And Storm being at home... Pretty formidable down there. I'm going to edge towards the storm, um, but wouldn't be surprised to see the Rabbitohs squeak one out.
1: Yeah, I, I still find it hard to sort of tip the storm, not because I hate them, um, but because I still feel it's weird. Like they're they're going well this year, but I still feel like they're not very good. But they still, you know, they're finding a way to win. Rabbitohs though, with this loss that they've had of Reynolds again and seeing the evidence of what happened last time they lost him, you know, for the previous three or four games or whatever it was, I, I'm going to have to go for the Storm just because I'm not sure what the Rabbits are going to be able to offer. And it's like, they've got great players. But, having said that, Reynolds is so crucial to these fucking do These guys, I mean, like, he's not there. English is shit. Mm. Johnson doesn't get any ball. <coughs> Walker does nothing. Bryson Goodwin, I mean, you know, <coughs> since birth. Um Gray will be the most picked up player in Supercoach side this week, I would <laughs> suggest. Cash Cow in the making. St George, Illawarra Dragons take on the Canberra Raiders. Two maligned
2: sides both been going okay. The big battle and uh a bit of a rivalry. Win yep. stadium win stadium factor for for the Dragons. Um I think the the Raiders based on last start are certainly in um in better form. Um, this is a tough one. Do the well, do really the Dragons bounce back because they're at home and 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 stinging from a, you know, they're they're backing up from Monday night and the Raiders had a big win last week. I, I'm going to edge towards the Raiders, even though even though they're away from home.
1: Yeah. this is this is possibly the toughest game of the round to pick, to be honest, because they're great. I mean. The dragons aren't. Their defense isn't going to. They're not going to drop their bundle like the Titans did, and just let an absolute avalanche of points come through. I mean, this this year they've proven that they're you know they're a defensive minded outfit, and I can't imagine the the Raiders having it all their own way. But so what it comes down to is how much better the Raiders' offense is, and what the Dragons you know can provide as far as a brick wall, and the Dragons' offense, which isn't great, what they can do against the Raiders. Sure. Fucking hell. Look, I'm going to say the Dragons. They're going to win the game. A home field advantage, B defense, and C. I don't think the Raiders' defense is you know is, is up is up to that kind of level. And I think if they get more challenged, I mean, you know, the, the, it was a nice you know flat track bully job against the the Titans. But uh, I think the Dragons will make it a bit tougher for them, and it'll be off the back of their defense. Newcastle Knights take on the West Tigers. Channel Nine live game, Hunter Stadium. How do you justify
2: a win here for the Tigers? Well, it's going to be tough. They've they've got to play for some pride. They've they've had a long long turnaround and, and a lot of time to think about how they, you know, the the performance they turned in last week um, when they really could have made a statement against quality quality opposition. Um, there's an opportunity here to to come out and. Um, some of the plays mainly ran um, against the Knights last week and, and the Knights did, didn't have a hope in hell of, of laying a finger on them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, long sweeping you know, plays left. It's, it's what the Tigers have been doing for, for a large part this season when they've been playing well. Yeah. Um, I'd expect the Tigers to score early and score often against the Knights on the left hand um, on the left-hand side. Uh, and hopefully they can ride that confidence through to a victory, uh, and not uh, not fade and, and give up a big lead late in the game. So uh, I am going to say the Tigers. No one's really surprised by that, but um, mainly I just want to see them come out and and um, put last week's abysmal performance to bed, and 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 come out and show people what they're made of.
1: Look, Knights are in a hole at the moment, and and Manly started shovelling dirt over the top of them in that hole. And I don't think the West Tigers have got a chance of losing this game. To be honest, I mean the Knights are shit house. Um, Look, I love your confidence. The, the Hunter Stadium thing isn't isn't it hasn't been a thing this year like it has been previously. I mean, um,
2: they can lose there for sure.
1: They can lose there. I just think that they're just not I, they're just not going very well at the moment. The counter to that argument is to say, well. You know, there were about three tries in the Manly game where they were fucking close. Like, they were so close, it was just, you know, just dropped it or just, you know, just this and, you know, just off this. So, you know, if those came go in there, that's a much closer game. And so, you know, I think it was, you know, kind of downplaying it, you know, with that. So, you know, if they pull those tries off, then, you know, maybe they jag win, you know, on the back of home. But both sides took big losses last week. Both sides will be smarting. Both sides won't want it to happen again. I just think the Tigers are better than the Knights. so sort of, the, the end of the story. No yeah. arguments from me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but once you agree with me. Monday Night Foot Bitch, the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Penrith Panthers at Fortress Brookvale. And my God, the surface was fucking glorious there on the weekend. <laughs> Source of photos, saw a real Jedi. Took, you know, got on the field after the game, took us with some pictures of the ground. I've never seen it look so fucking glorious.
2: In stark amazing. contrast. To not all that long ago, yeah,
1: it's about about six. It was a long time ago that happened. It was like, sort of like, you know mid March, I think, that game. And you know, then here is like you know end of April, early May.
2: Moylan back in with a needled up hand, no doubt. Um, Sowed with another under under his belt, um, and a few paws. So no, no no confidence in in tipping Penrith in this game, and I'd I'd have to say the Sea Eagles.
1: See, I still feel I, I still feel a bit like you know you know two two good wins in a row you know one against you know one of the better teams in a in better size of the comp in their home in, you know, in their backyard but still I'm going to need like five games in a row to like truly believe that they're fully back however big piece of the puzzle Mattai returns after his week off uh, through suspension and uh yeah I mean he's he, he's massive on the left-hand side and as good as they went last week they're only going to be better um Luke Burgess finally starting to look you know kind of okay Jake Turbo amazing Blake Leary incredible Justin Horro lifted massively Dynamis Louis, you know does his thing Matteo I think he was I think he was sold last week I don't really remember a lot of what he did but starting Willie Mason from the bench and Starling from the bench has been a good thing. Like Mason, he, you know, he was kind of forced to start or the way that they wanted to play him was to start him. And I don't think he's that guy. I don't think he's a particular... Not at this hard, stage I, of the career. I don't think he's a particular hard worker or any, all that sort of thing. However, put him on when he can impact against guys that are a little bit tired and you know, and he comes into his own, which is great. Starling is you know, making progress, steady progress after he's returned from injury. Lee sounds great. And now when you look at it, we actually got a fucking big bench. Like, I mean, it's actually a decent-sized bench out there, so, you know, it's good to see we're getting a bit of that. Tony Satini, native in 20. Not sure what that's about. I mean, that presumably that means there's a there's a question over someone out there in the backs, be it uh, Matai or Lyon. I mean, I don't think it's Matai. He was only gone through suspension. I mean, is Jamie Lyon under, uh, you know? Don't know. I mean, keep an eye on that. James Hassan, the guy who has the goat pictures at the moment, he's in 18. Let's hope he can't force his way onto the, onto the lineup and because uh, you know what it's a settled line up at the moment I'm happy with the fucking line up the way it is no foreign no worries having to that Penrith are doing great with, that. with their injury problems they're doing fucking great far better than we are mm. I mean and oh. that comes from the fact that they had it last
2: year as well and they managed to blood so many young guys I think Penrith's time is, is in a few weeks Um, you know with with a bit more set, you know a bit more of a settled um, line up with Seauard back now and um, I just think it's a little bit too soon for them With the style of footy that they play And the way Manly played last week I think they'll beat them
1: And that is full time for episode 188. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Uh, Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash thisweekinleague. Make sure you get on there, share the post, like the post, put a comment on there, let us know, You know, comment on something you heard in the episode, You know, put a question forward that we can throw out there next week. The more comments and, and shares, you know, the better. Thank you very much to everyone who does it already. There are definitely a call contingent of you who do it like each and every week and really appreciate that a lot. iTunes, no new reviews this week. How about everyone get on there? If you haven't given us a review, it's very easy just to get on iTunes and uh, just throw a star rating on there and a review. Don't swear in the review because Apple tend to block those off and you, as you can imagine, that's a, that is a problem for our our fan base, <laughs> swearing in reviews. Uh, I've had so many of them uh, crucified and uh, deleted because of that. So uh, get in there. Give us a review. And tipping, David Kingston on top, tied with Bush Lemon. One point back, we have a log jam with Tucker, Riz, Doug, and Manola Calvete, the new exotic. One point further back, Tiger Benji, Bendiggity, NZ Tiger, and the Mitch Eye, all on 41 points. Keep it up, fellas. You're going great. Fantasy, Rick Grimes, bitch, number one. As always, um, it's got a reasonable sort of buffer now over the pool cues, followed by One Trick Pony, uh, Top China Dragons, Sisame Timbers, Puds Picks, The Wendells, Bobbers, Fijian Eels, and The Tryhards. Pick the ladder comp, don't actually have the results from DJ x at this stage, so we'll put that out on Twitter when it arrives. And finally, bit the shop, you know, we've got shirts we're cleaning out. We need four more Run TMB shirts to go to get this shirt, this shirt on the road and into production. We've got five or six memberships. I think it's five memberships left. So grab those, get in there really quick. And as you're listening to the show right now, jerseys, 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 kids and adults. This will be going up, you know, the usual sort of midnight thing on, you know, Wednesday morning, early Wednesday morning. I'll be spruking it, you know, from about nine o'clock on Wednesday morning. Wednesday 1pm we're going to cut it off so that way that gives me time to some coll- to collate the orders verify people's names and numbers and things like that that they want to get on their jerseys and uh, get it across to you so that we can uh, get on mate to
2: next step uh, next start step in the process them. exactly I see some scarves and beanies over there Nathan oh the
1: fucking memberships are in the house so expect those in your mail um, obviously being the, the uh, non- sweatshop organisation that we are. Mailing, you know, may take a little time, might have to go in batches, but rest assured, definitely she'll be sending some out on Wednesday and, uh, you know, and the rest of them will be shortly thereafter. So um, I would imagine that everyone will have their membership by early next week at the latest. Fingers crossed, Australia Post, you dirty sons of bitches fucking savages (laughs) fucking savages with their postage fuck I had something that was like delivered Australia Post it took I got it on Tuesday no Monday posted last Monday the same kind of way that we (laughs) post stuff as well crazy shit yep delving into the world of Australia Post trying to see how cheap I can get postage let me tell you the answer is not very not very (laughs) cuts. that is all we have time for this week
2: all right Big Tigers win this this week. Uh, Talk to you crazy bitches later. Big
1: manly win in the eight by week's end. Sensational. Happy days are here again.